What up, what up, what up, man? Wake up with your boy right here on the Coach AB Show. Every morning, 6 to 9 a.m., we are live here in this bitch on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. Talk, I'll talk back. My Kansas City Chiefs fans are livid and mad at me. I can't wait to break that down. I love it. I'm trending in Kansas City on every news outlet and media outlet and newspaper. It is fucking unbelievable. Kansas City, you got to let me go. I understand you guys have my balls in your jaws, but please let me go. I understand you're a homer and you like Patty Mahomes, but you please got to let me go. I know the truth hurts and I've hurt y'all feelings. It's okay. I think it runs a little deeper than just me talking about Patrick Mahomes. But we're going to break that down on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. Appreciate everybody for joining me this morning. I got some video to show you, boy. Wait till I show you. Just promise you don't tell nobody. Last night's game, TCU gets blown out like I predicted on several different platforms. And is Georgia the most dominant team in the college football playoff era? The college playoff discussion with Matt McChesney as he joins me. So much more. Should be fun. I'll see you on the other side. Make sure you pound that like button, subscribe, become a member, and go check it out. BetOnline.ag, proud sponsor of the Coach AB Show. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off welcome bonus. You got the NBA now, and uh, you got all things NFL to bet on for the rest of the year of the real sports world until baseball comes on, which nobody watches. So betonline.ag, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And go get you some Candidate CBD, proud sponsor of the show. I am in and running every week to go get you some CandidatesCBD.com, promo code COACHJB. Can't wait to get after this one, man. Pound that like button, subscribe, become a member. I'll see you on the other side. here in this bitch talk that talk i'm going to talk back right here on the coach jb show alan edwards need he needs some uh blue chew blue chew is not a sponsor of the show right now but i gotta get alan some blue chew uh blue chew alan you're too young you're too damn young to need blue chew dog i might need blue chew i don't even need blue chew yet come on dog um alan you better be putting it down dog you don't need no damn blue chew uh can't wait to get after this one man got a lot of shit to talk uh first of all let me get you the quote of the day uh, a river cuts through a rock not because of its power but because of its persistence persistence man some of you cats give up too damn easy some of you guys think that you're supposed to get a million dollars in one day some of you guys think that this life is fucking easy it ain't persistence, consistence, perseverance, beat adversity, develop tough skin, 
Dog, it's not all going to be handed to you on a silver platter. I wish you young cats would under-fucking-stand this. I'm not telling you to talk shit and be asshole. I'm telling you because it's the truth. It's real shit. You guys all think you're going to cut through the fucking rock on your first try. No. The river runs through the Grand Canyon over millions of fucking years. Now listen, we don't got millions of years. But damn. It ain't going to happen today, and it ain't going to happen tomorrow. So keep grinding. Uh, contrary to a belief, brought to you by betonline.ag. Choose your heart is the topic of this contrary to belief. Choose your heart, people. We all got, it's always, it's hard for a lot of us, for most of us, for all of us, it's hard. But we can't choose our heart. I want to be clear. So on this contrary to belief segment, I thought it was, uh, wise to break down choosing our heart something i've been thinking about and here we go contrary to belief choose your heart marriage is hard so is divorce choose your heart obesity is hard you want to be a fat fuck go ahead but being in shape is also hard so choose your heart and being in debt is hard and financial discipline is hard choose your fucking heart you don't put life in perspective like that. So I got to do it for you. That's just real shit. Life is going to be fucking hard. It's never easy. But we can choose our hard. So choose wisely. Choose your fucking hard wisely. I'm just being real. Some of you guys never even thought about what I just said. We can still choose our hard. Some of you motherfuckers are out here doing the fucking dumbest shit possible to make life harder on yourself. Young cats, you out there making life hard on yourself, dog. Grabbing, bagging, fucking running in and smashing, grabbing, flocking. All this young dumb shit y'all do that we started. Man, this camera's on you now. This phone's on you now. Dog, and you're all jacking each other. You're making it harder on yourselves. Stop the dumb shit. God damn. Poll question. Drop your comments in the section below. Has Georgia surpassed Alabama as reign supreme in college football? Has Georgia surpassed Alabama? Um, I'm going to first see say no. They have not. Alabama's been consistent since Saban took over in 09, 010, whenever he took over. Uh he is always in the hunt. He's also he's already won back to back, just like Georgia completed last night. Um, Georgia is obviously the best in the last two years. I don't believe that's enough to take over. Alabama still has the number one recruiting class this year. Uh, I want to see Georgia consistently do this. I don't want to see Georgia have a four loss year next year because. We're so quick to anoint Georgia right now. I, I know Georgia fans are number Georgia's the best football team of all time. Calm the fuck down. Let's see them do it for four or five more years. They've been to three natties. They've won two. Let's see them win four or five more years. Not even win a, nat a natty four or five more times, but to be in it. Like Saban's been in it every single year except this year. He's I think he's missed two playoffs in the in, since the inception. 
So let's just pump our brakes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Alabama is still the reign supreme. And uh, that's just what it is. Um, talk that talk with me. Matt Chesney will join me later on. Steve Kim may possibly join me. Um, let me catch up with the chat here. Uh, George has got to get us another Stetson Bennett, man. Got to get another Stetson Bennett. Um, they gotta get another quarterback. Uh, I posted a Stetson Bennett tweet last night. I said, Stetson can go anywhere in Georgia and pull his dick out and get it wet after last night's victory. He'll probably never buy a drink in Georgia again. Anywhere he goes, somebody's buying him a drink. And I, the Karens came out, dog. The Karens came out and tried to say I was saying weird shit about a kid. So I got this dick writer from Kansas City. Kansas City fans are mad at me right now. I got to be honest. But I got this dick writer. Uh, I got a dick writer, uh, you know, fanboy who's a blue Twitter verified guy. He's got like fucking 800 followers. He's verified. So he can go to sleep at night. He paid the $8 verification. All right. So anyway, um, this guy's like pretty weird to say about a kid. And I'm like, a kid? This fucker's 26 years old. Fuck is he a kid from? Where is he a kid at? And FYI, if he is a kid... Is he still a kid when he makes seven million dollars in NIL money? Let me let me ask you, Karen fucks out here. Is he a set? Is he still a kid when he's making seven million? Because I'm I'm confused on the hypocrisy of this thing right now. See, a lot of you motherfuckers can't be truthful with yourselves every single day consistently. One day it's not true. One day it's I'm taking the easy way out. One day I'm gonna lie. One day I'm gonna cheat. No, just be the same motherfucker every day like I am. That's the hard motherfucking part. See, a lot of you can't stay consistent. So if he's a kid, then how is he making $7 million and you call him a grown man? I'm confused here. I thought y'all said he's grown when he turned 18 because he can make his own grown man decisions because the head coach can leave at any time. So can he. Isn't that what y'all said? Wait up, chat. Is that what y'all said or not? Because I'm confused. I got the receipts. I am. I actually have the receipts of this. So, wait up. Are we confused? I'm confused on the hypocrisy of this one. He can make grown man decisions because the coach can leave. So, he's a grown man at 18 is what y'all told me. Matt McChesney even told me that, right? But isn't it the same people who say this dumb shit, but now are in their soft fucking feelings over a fucking joking tweet that I wrote? The hypocrisy is fucking real, man. It is unbelievable. So he's grown because once he makes money, he's grown. That's what y'all said. Then he's a kid because I said he could whip his dick out and get it wet anywhere he fucking goes because he's a rock star now in Georgia. That's the fucking point of the tweet, dumb fucks. I love the hypocrisy on Twitter. You Twitter gurus are fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) 
Now he's a kid at 26 years old. Um, Tulsa King is another great Stallone movie. Uh, I never heard of it before I started watching it. Can't wait for season two of this shit. Uh, I know Tulsa King's mostly filmed in Oklahoma City from what I researched. I found, I, I was looking around, I was like, damn, that ain't Tulsa, but that's Oklahoma City. And then I looked it up. I, I spent a lot of time in Tulsa. I actually like Tulsa. Tulsa's a good town. They call it T-Town out there, all you Tulsa boys. I like Tulsa. I got a great classic cigar lounge downtown. Great little spot. Uh, one of my favorite fucking food spots in America is in Tulsa. Uh, one of the greatest set of ribs I've ever had in my entire life, dog. They're the best ribs I've ever had. Um, they're in Tulsa. Um, I like Tulsa. I like Tulsa. Uh Tulsa King, pretty good movie Stallone's made. Um, I just finished watching episode nine. I don't watch TV at all. So I'm like, let me watch it in my new cigar studio. And uh, once that game was, uh, as I predicted, a blowout, I turned it off for the most part, probably after the second quarter. Uh, and I turned on Tulsa King, finished up watching episode nine. Um, the FBI broad, totally fucked them. Can't wait for season two of that one. Uh, I, do, I, I tweeted out a deal about Peyton Hillis on Saturday morning. And I'm like, why isn't ESPN covering Peyton Hillis? Um, I refuse to talk about Hamlin. Hamlin, uh, you got, dog, you're killing me with Hamlin. Hamlin, Hamlin, Hamlin. Listen, he's out of, he's out of fucking the hospital. All right, he's on his way to recovery. Let the man breathe. Let the man eat. Let him go be a fucking man now. He made it through. Now he has a story to tell the rest of his fucking life. He can tell his kids, his grandkids. Everyone else has a story as well. He's made $14 million on GoFundMe. Let this cat live. Now, let's focus on Peyton Hillis, who saved his two kids' lives that no one's been able to talk about. And then Ryan Clark tweeted out that he didn't even know about the Hillis situation. And I'm like, this is the excuse you're going to use, Ryan Clark. You're going to be on the first... You're going to be on a breaking news platform and not be able to and, and tell us that you really didn't know Peyton Hillis had this happen. Uh, it blows my mind, the hypocrisy and the cowardly fucking cunts that are on these mainstream media platforms, dog. And I, I'm so happy that Pac-Man Jones gave me the, the, the power went out look last night when I or yesterday morning when I asked him about, do you like the pivot? podcast i can't I, i'm glad that pac-man and i are on the same page with that um thought it was funny as hell thought it was funny as hell um yeah ryan clark said he didn't know he didn't know about it <laughs> i'm like come on man you're fucking unbelievable dog um so, you know, it is what it is. So Hammond's back in Buffalo. Let him live. Let him believe. The, the hospital there will get him back in fucking action. Um, but Twitter deleted the Peyton Hillis tweet that I made. They deleted it. And I'm like, wait up. How can you delete it? How can you delete it? So, um, 
I've never, I haven't had a tweet deleted in a while, but they deleted that shit. It's crazy. Uh, TCU admits Georgia is higher tier after the loss. Alan, I got something to show you. Everybody in the chat, make sure you hit the like, subscribe, and become a member. I have something to show you and the world. And uh, let me let me just break this down. You guys got to sign an NDA, though. You can't share this because nobody has what I have and I'm about to show you. So, you know, I'm a hype video guy. Got shout out to my main man, Chad, for getting me this video. He's the greatest film video editing guy there is. Uh, I'm going to show you a video that you will never see. And I'm going to let you hear audio that you will never hear. And remember, though, I, JB, am canceled because of things like you're about to hear. Remember this. I want you to remember this. I am canceled for the shit that you're about to hear. You guys anoint the man you're about to hear. And I am not against it. I love it. But this is what I've been trying to tell you fucking soft fucking Karens out here. This is what football is. And it happens everywhere. You just happen to see me on fucking camera. So here you go. Take a listen. Trust your preparation. Your ass is prepared for this shit for fucking 365 days. I think about them fuckers in that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the shit you went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the fucking price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, now, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about shit. Go out here and fuck their ass up. Don't think about scoreboard. Don't think about shit. You think about knocking the shit out of them. Did you hear what Box said on Monday? When I sat in that fucking meeting, I wanted to go fucking play right then. Tore your shit up out here. Two years ago, fuck your shit up. Goddamn pride and joy. Tell me you fuck these guys up. You go play the right way. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay off the fucking ground. You tackle the fucking man with a ball. The shit's easy. Look at the right shit. Punish their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams, guys. It's about who the fuck we are. I believe in you. Let's go. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Uh, Are they reign supreme? Some of you guys may have heard the audio got leaked out. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video put with it. Um, And Chad put a little twist on it with the horn frog getting crushed uh hey that is what football is right there and all you soft naysayers and haters out there never played the game never coached the game never had to go through any adversity you've been handed everything your whole life and if that offends you then this ain't for you like it blows my mind this ain't for you Now, everybody will look at Kirby Smart like, wait up. Did he really say those things? Did he really say that? (laughs) You guys think that JB's the first guy ever to yell and cuss and get guys hyped. This ain't nothing offensive. This ain't nothing personal. This is football, man. This is fucking football. Kirby Smart wanted to get his guys going. They wanted to win another natty. And whoever thinks it's offensive should never listen to my show ever again. And all you soft fucking pussies, and especially the ones that aren't even members, 
You should get the fuck out. Go away. I don't want you here anyway. It's fucking football. Quit acting like it's fucking. But it's cool, though, that you guys will send your kids to a fucking Hooters for a fucking, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, let these fucking weirdos dance all over your kids. You're good with that shit, but you're not good with a coach yelling to get his team hyped. <laughs> the fucking audacity and hypocrisy of some of you soft fucks blow my mind, dog. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, it blows my mind. Um, Hans Padilla. Guess what the repercussion for you to say this is on my show? You're being blocked, you fucking cowardly pussy. Now take your bitch ass up out of here. This ain't for no fucking weary and weak. Get your bitch ass out of my show. So he's blocked. I I just can't stand soft pussies, dog. I just can't stand. How are you offended by some words? I'm confused. I wish I could be offended by every motherfucker that calls my name out, calls, talks shit on me. I wish I could be offended. Can, would you guys be offended every time? Like, I, I want to, I'm so curious as to how a word can offend you. Like, did y'all not grow up in the sticks and stones, may break my bones era? That is what's happening, Lucy. Our parents aren't teaching our kids sticks and stones may break our bones. That's what I'm telling you right now. That is the truth. I could play this Kirby video yeah, all day. Trust your preparation. Oh, you no, your ass is prepared for this shit for fucking 365 days. He said, fuck Fox. Alan, don't it sound familiar? He's like, fuck Fox. They talk shit. Let's put it on these motherfuckers. They don't belong in this game. TCU don't belong with us in this game. Come on, man. He wouldn't say it in public, Bruce, because pussies like you exist, homie. That's why he wouldn't say it in public. What the fuck you talking about, Bruce Helms? Pussies like you exist. Karen's like you exist. That is why he can't say it in public. See, the difference between Kirby and I is I actually say it in public. But guess what? Well, that's why you're not coaching, coach. That's why you're on the couch, coach. That's why Kirby has the job, coach. Well, guess what? Half of you fucks will try to cancel Kirby now because you heard a little leaked fucking audio. So set the fuck up. You soft fucks. You pussy soft fucks out there. Blow my mind. It blows my mind. TCU admits that Georgia is on a higher tier after the loss. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sonny Dykes. He's a good dude. First team from the state of Texas to win a college football playoff game. Check. First Big 12 team to win a college football game. Check. First private university to win a college football game. Check. TCU, you deserve an applause. People act like TCU has been this national powerhouse for fucking 10 years, and they got blown out last night, and it was a fair fight. 
wasn't a fair fucking fight. They're being out-resourced at all costs, out-programmed at all costs. Georgia is the top two program in America, and they're the best team in America right now. And you got out-programmed. And you got blown out, and it happened to be in a the worst nightmare for the college football committee that could have possibly happened last night happened. A national title game being exposed and blown out. Clemson beat Alabama pretty good back in 18. What year was that? 18, 17, 18. Um, that Clemson team was very, very good. Probably one of the best teams I've ever seen. Um, they blew out that Alabama team in the natty, but it wasn't like this beat down. This game last night was completely uh, uneven, right? We knew that from O-line, D-line play. I said it on Whitlock yesterday. That will be airing today, uh, that episode on the cha- on my channel. Stay tuned for that one. Um, I also talked about Patrick Mahomes, uh, ruffled some feathers in Kansas City, obviously. Um, but we're going to break that down later on in the show. But first Big 12 team to win. Lincoln Riley, did you hear that shit? Did you hear that shit? I, I'm just asking. I'm just making sure everybody out there heard it because they did some shit that Oklahoma couldn't do. First private university to win a college football playoff game. SC, you hear that shit? Miami, you hear that shit? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. And the first team from Texas to win a college football playoff game. First team from Texas. Hey, fucking Jimbo. Did you fucking hear that shit? Did you fucking hear it with the boosters giving the money they're giving you? First team to win a playoff game is fucking TCU. Not you. But... What do I know? Uh, Coach Lafleur is uh, Coach Lafleur is back is open to having Coach Hackett return to the staff in Green Bay. It don't fucking matter. Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna be there. Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna be there, so it doesn't matter if Nathaniel Hackett returns or not. Let's get into some, uh, I got to get into some shit here because nobody's talking about a lot of this shit and I'm curious uh, as to why. I'm curious as to why um, nobody's talking about it. Um, Let me see if I can pull this up. Not yet. Um, Georgia defeated TCU by a 58-point margin. It's the largest bowl game FBS uh, victory margin in the history of FBS football. LSU beat Purdue this year 56-7. Um, 
And Army beat Houston 70 to 14 in 2018. And then Tulsa beat Bowling Green 63 to 7 in 2008. So putting that in perspective in a national championship game, um, that is unbelievable. And uh, that is how unevenly matched that game was. And that's just what it is. There's nothing against TCU. They did what they had to do. They made it to the final game. They made it to the final game. They just couldn't win the final game. They just couldn't win the final game. So, hey, y'all. Uh, W3DL33. I appreciate you. Um, I get the message you just put in the chat thousand times a day. Why you ain't on Pat McAfee? Homie, I got to be honest. At this point, dog, is starting to get old, and I'm tired of hearing it. And I just got to be honest. Can you guys use common sense? Can you all use common sense? Why... In the fuck are you asking me? Why are you asking me why I'm not on his show? Like, it's common sense, homie. Ask him. Why are you asking me? I'm confused as to why I get asked every fucking day. As if I am the producer of the show. I know a lot of you motherfuckers want to be producers of my show. And I know I'm a real cat and talk to you back and actually engage with the fucking chat. But I'm not the one to ask. Okay? Sorry. I've talked to Pat. Uh, You know what I mean? I know why there's some things out there and why there's not. But I don't know why. He hasn't told me why. I'll tell you that. Or I would tell you. So why don't you ask him? Stop fucking asking me. Holy shit. Um, I have no issue with Pat. We talk. We talk. Here we go. We talk. And it is what it is. But I don't know why. Stop fucking asking me why. God damn. I would not ask you why you got fired at your job. I would ask your boss. (laughs) I would ask your boss why you got fired. Not me. Not yourself. You ain't never going to tell the truth anyway. Shit. Hey, Dana White uh, is taking heat from the California's Women's Caucus to be removed as the head of the UFC. But, but, dot, 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 dot. I got to, I got to, I got to bump it. I got to give this, uh, this butt news, all right? Here's this butt news, okay? Dana White's taking heat from California Women Caucus to be removed after he slapped his wife twice. You know how I feel about that shit. Um, But I love the hypocrisy and the fucking unbelievable pick and choose. I, I call it the pick and choose hypocrisy of this world that we live in. We pick and choose what we want, who we want to bash, who we want to go after. JB, you're going to be talked about more than Kirby Smart will ever be talked about. You cuss way too much. Kirby Smart just cussed as much as I ever cussed in a meeting or to a team. But nobody's, he's anointed because he won the natty. Just win, baby. Just win. But Dana White did a foolish thing. Obviously, he's a bitch made cat in my book. I don't fuck with him, never did. 
But four former NWSL coaches, some soccer organization, Paul Riley, Christy Holly, a female, by the way, Rory Dames and Richie Burke were permanently banned from all participation in the league on Monday as the commissioner, Jessica Berman, handed down discipline based on last month's joint investigative report between the league and the players union. The joint NWSL and the Players Association investigation followed a report in The Athletic from 2021, the news reporter, that detailed allegations of sexual harassment and and corrosion from 2015 made against former Portland Thorns manager Riley, as well as other allegations of misconduct, including that of former Chicago Red star manager Dames, who was among those found to have verbally and emotionally abused players. Two of these people are women, by the way, women coaches who were found emotionally abusive. Um, I just want to make sure I'm clear. If we're going to try to cancel one person, that we saw slap a woman, which I, listen, I'm not with this cancel culture bullshit. I think it's all bitch made shit. It's like a snitch in the fucking, it's like snitching on your homie. So I'm not with it, but I am with repercussions. If you hit a female, I think you should be buried under the jail cell. That's just my personal opinion. If you fucking sexually assault a female, I think you should be murdered right on the spot. I'm just going to be honest. On live TV, you should be castrated and crucified. I'm just going to be honest. That's my, you know, I, I am. I always say that. But having said that, these people have sexual harassment um, charges. And I don't hear the women caucus of California going after them. Why aren't you going after these people? See, I just want to be clear here. I want it to be equal opportunity, assholes. Don't be so fucking right and left and middle ground and, and, and blue and red. How about you fucking call a square a square and a circle a circle? If you're going to go after one motherfucker that you've seen do it, how about you go after the other one? I'm just confused as to why we pick and choose so much in this world who we actually like and don't like. It blows my mind. And don't piss off a home base. Don't piss off Kansas City. They'll have you on all their news platforms. <laughs> you should Google JB in Kansas City right now. I'm all over all these fucking news outlets. They're just like, look at this clown. He said Patrick Mahomes is gimmicky. Well, fuck he is. <laughs> I just I just told you yesterday what he did. And I got people sending me stats and all kinds of shit. And I respect the shit out of the people that are sending me this data. And listen, I respect the fuck out of the fact that you have your own opinion. And stats don't always show and prove right. Not in the quarterback position in the NFL. Just throwing it out there. It doesn't always prove right in college football. Stetson Bennett. I'm going to break down here in a minute. Stetson Bennett, 25, about to be 26 years old. Gives you a kind of a Chris Winky vibe. Older kid. He'll get picked up, probably free agent or late round draft pick because he's a winner. And he'll never be a big time guy in the NFL. But you know what? God damn. He's has great stats. Great stats. But they don't translate to the NFL. And NFL guys have had great stats. 
We can pull and pick and choose stats after stats and stat that and all these different things all we want to. But the bottom line is Derek Carr had great stats for many years. Fucking god-awful. He's god-awful. Patrick Mahomes has great stats, 5,000 yards, da 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 He's got all this. He's thrown 18 touchdowns under five yards, fellas. I mean, and then it's comp- did he, he had to get him down there. No, his team got him down there. He has a fucking loaded roster every year, and I can argue he should have three Super Bowls. If he's so good, why has Burrow dominated him? Oh, it's the team then, right? The team let him down when he loses. But it's all Mahomes when he gets him to the red zone and throws 18 touchdowns under five yards, right? confused as how you guys pick and choose who's good and who's not like i'm just telling you this is a fucking thing that you cannot comment on if you haven't played the position andy reed pac-man jones told you on my show yesterday he's a top two play caller of all time i believe he's a top three play caller of all time no question i think he's the best in football right now People are not talking about how he dissected the San Francisco 49ers' number one defense, by the way. No one's talking about that, are we? Are we talking about how he absolutely fucking dominated the San Francisco 49ers? And a lot of that was schematically putting him in the right spot at the right time. If you don't know that, then you're just not very smart. And it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to be. You don't have to understand football like I do. But I'm just telling you, don't try to compete with me when it comes to this quarterback thing. There's more to it than stats. I'm just telling you. There's also things that are being, you're being late. You won't step in the pocket and throw the ball with a guy running down your chest. You won't throw the ball on time. I mean, dog, I broke this cat down so much, and I'm going to continue to do it. I get he's pretty, and you love the fact that you see him every day on commercials, and he makes these off-platform throws, and he does all this shit. Dog, he's a gimmicky quarterback, and I believe he's very, very overrated. Why can't I have my own opinion, but you can have yours? And then you back it up with stats, and you want to give me all these stats. Listen, stats are great. There's one ultimate stat. And that's Super Bowl victory. And that's beating a guy who you are already calling the GOAT, Tom Brady. You guys are already anointing this guy, Mahomes, as the GOAT. Well, you haven't even beat Tom Brady yet. How are you the GOAT if you can't beat the guy? Are you just saying, you know what, we'll never beat this guy, but Mahomes is the new GOAT? Well, guess what? Contrary to all your belief, he can't even beat Joe Burrow. (laughs) He can't beat Joe Burrow either. And they're the same age, and they got a long way to go to play against each other. And I can argue that Kansas City's roster has been much more loaded than the Cincinnati Bengals roster. So I don't want to hear, well, y'all thought he was going to be garbage after Tyreek Hill left. Guess what? Go look at all the quarterbacks who have been playing under Andy Reid. I mean, dog, Alex Smith has a 5,000-yard season under Andy Reid. Donovan McNabb has multiple. Like, can we calm down? 
every quarterback that's ever played for Andy Reid has big-time stats. But guess what? Just like the Hamlin deal, when you see it happen live, you all think that it's the greatest shit since sliced bread. Or it's so bad, and oh my God, and now I got to wear backward jerseys like RG3's clown ass on national TV because I'm. A, it's all about me. Peyton Hillis didn't happen live. You didn't see it. Nobody talks about it. He saved his two kids, though. No one wants to talk about it. It's all about what have you done for me lately. It's how, how easily we forget about yesterday. Tom Brady's forgotten now, dog. He's forgotten. Unless he wins another one this year, he is forgotten. And I'm telling you right now, if Tom Brady wins another one this year, Mahomes needs to give it up. He ain't never catching him. He ain't never catching him. So I'm confused as to why he is the GOAT. How is Mahomes the GOAT? Because he has 41 touchdowns this year, 18 of them being under five yards, 12 more of them being under 10 yards. Hey, dog. That's 30 touchdowns. That's 30 touchdowns under 10 yards. There's only 11 more touchdowns to count for. 30 touchdowns under 10 yards he's thrown. Seven of them being shovel passes. But that's not gimmicky. That's the offense putting that talent base around a guy that can throw the ball on any platform, any angle, any level. And by the way, no one's talking about his 12 interceptions, though. Nobody wants to break down Mahomes' 12 interceptions, which is what, third worst in the league this year? Uh, but we want to talk about the eight, the 30 touchdowns that are under 10 yards. I haven't heard anyone talk about that. All I hear is 5,000 yards, 41 touchdowns. Well, you guys are so statistically invested. Why aren't you breaking down those touchdowns and yards? Let's break down the runs after catch for him. How many yards are run after catch? How many yak yards does Patrick Mahomes have? Because he does it, because I'm doing the math here. He's got 30 touchdowns under 10 yards. So let's break it down. How the hell, where are all these yards coming from? They're yak yards between the 20s. They're yak yards in between the 20s. You act like he's up back there throwing 25 yard dig routes on time and, and, and Tyreek Hill catches and breaks out. No, he ain't. That's not their offense because it can't be their offense because Andy Reid don't have the confidence in Patrick Mahomes to do those type of things. As when you saw him struggle last year, guess what Andy Reid did? He got a lot more gimmicky. If you just watch football and you understand it like all you resume holders do, I know your resumes are much greater than mine, but go watch football. Go watch the Kansas City Chiefs offense change completely from last year's struggling Patrick Mahomes to what made him get back on track and allow them to win more games and get back on a winning streak last year after they were struggling to now. Just go watch the film, dog. The eye in the sky don't lie. They were trying to throw dig, corner, post, comeback consecutively last year, and he was struggling bad. And they went to the gimmicky, let's get back to breaking the huddle in a circle and throwing and putting Kelsey at quarterback and all this craziness. And then guess what? Defense got to prepare for that. And then let's get Tyree kill the ball and let's put uh, the other kid 
the other fast kid in the, in the, in the backfield and let's do all these different things. No one wants to talk about the way that he gets it, but listen, he's still getting the money, but now there's a way to get it. And you're not talking about how he's getting the money. And guess what? That gimmick shit becomes very, very predictable in the playoffs. When you have a game in a team that has your film broke down, you are going to struggle when it matters. Joe Burrow owns Patrick Mahomes, but none of you want to talk about that. None of you want to talk about that. And Cincinnati's playing as good as anybody. I'm not, I don't know if they're going to beat Kansas City in the playoffs. I don't know. They, they lost a coin flip. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if, if that's going to be uh, talked about, but I haven't heard anyone talk about why Burrow doesn't get the same credit in two less years. In two less years, Nick, by the way, I don't see why he don't get the credit. But Andy Reid doesn't get enough credit. I'm just going to be honest. Andy Reid does not get enough credit in this league to what he does. But on ESPN, y'all say, oh, Eric Bieniemy's OC. <laughs> yeah, because your woke network thinks that he has to be the OC. No, he's. He's not the OC. And I know EB very well. He's not the OC. Sorry. So stop with the bullshit. TikTok, what up? Come on over to YouTube. Uh, man, I did that video on TikTok. I did not know until last night. Um, someone told me I was getting, my phone was getting blown up. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I did a show, um, I did a show that, I, I, did a, I did a video, I did a video that said, uh, you know, talked about the kid uh, running through the locker after he pushed the trainer. And that video now has like 5 million views on TikTok. I did not know that. I did not know that. So, um just throwing that out there. Hey, by the way, though, by the way, I got to break. I got to, I got to, I got to, everybody wants to talk about Mahomes as this great guy. He's never going to catch Tom Brady. Just please understand. He's never, ever, ever going to catch Tom Brady. Just so we're clear. Never. You knew, no, he's the oldest coach. He is the oldest coach. I mean, coach, the oldest player in the AFC at quarterback. He's 27 years old. I just want you to know, when is he going to catch all these guys that you guys are calling the GOAT? When is he going to get, when is he going to be this great GOAT? Is he going to win seven? When's he going to win seven? <laughs> I mean, I want to know when, because he's 27. Hey, dog, time don't stop. And everyone thinks that Mahomes is like 23 years old. No, he's not. He's 27. And you know when he hits 30 in the NFL, 30-year-old quarterbacks start to deteriorate really, really fast. Really, really fast. <sighs> See, Bruce Helms doesn't listen. He's just a guy that wants to hear and talk. He wants to talk. I just said, in the playoffs, is Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs, Bruce Helms? 
See, why do I, it blows my mind that you cats are, are so dumb. I said the oldest quarterback in the playoff in the AFC is Patrick Mahomes. I didn't say player, and I did not say quarterback in the NFL. I said in the playoffs in the AFC, Mahomes is the oldest. Bruce Helms, Ryan Tannehill's older. <laughs> Holy shit, he's not in the playoffs. God damn. Some of you cats just want to hear. You don't listen. Some of you cats don't listen. That's your problem. That's why, because you're so protected by social media. It's unbelievable. I said playoffs right from the gate. But anyway, well, now I said playoffs. All right. So if I didn't say playoffs, then that's on me. I said playoffs. I mean, why would we be talking about anything else? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, By the way, this is Mahomes' first passing title this year. This is his first passing title. But you guys have already anointed him to go. Just throw it out there. Just throwing it out there. This is his first passing title in the AFC, or the NFL. First one. Just throwing it out there. So make sure you guys anointing the right people. Go anoint the, the right one. When I say he's overrated, it's because he is. God. Now Bruce Helms is finding third-string quarterbacks to talk about he's older. Dog, I said AFC, Jamar. How many times have I said the AFC? I'm not talking about it no more. You guys are, I mean, some of you guys are not very smart. I'm going to be honest. Um, I said AFC. Like, and, and it blows my mind that the first person you would tell me is, you would say, Geno Smith's 33. <laughs> no, you're just going to skip Tom Brady, huh? Like, I think we know Tom Brady's 50 damn near. He's 46. So you're just going to forget about him and just, you're so thirsty to show someone wrong. The first guy he said was Geno Smith's 33. And you didn't even listen to what I said about the AFC. I said he's the oldest quarterback in the AFC that's starting. Oh, my God. Some of you guys are unbelievable. Um, all right, I'll just pop on McAfee's show. I'll just be sitting in the waiting room waiting for him to pull me on the show. All right, cool. Make sure you guys let everybody know. <laughs> Some of you guys are unbelievable. Uh I got to get into a bunch of shit we got to get into here. Um, Texas fire, to Texans fire another one and done. Lovey Smith. I was talking to Zach about it yesterday. Maybe we start to look in the ownership mirror. Like, uh, it blows my mind. Maybe we look in the mirror, owner. You already fired your GM because of Deshaun Watson. We already know that. So uh, maybe we look into the... Look at myself situation because you are a horrible franchise. And if you draft a quarterback, I'm going to be honest, you guys are done. If you draft another quarterback, you guys are done. I'm just telling you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers refused to trade his jersey uh, the other night. That basically tells you all you need to know. He's gone. He's out of there. Um, 
And then Staley, the stat dat statistician uh, magician, uh, yet again makes the wrong move in the analytics game. And listen, I'm all for playing our guys. I think you should play your guys. Now, if you're already locked up and you're not going to move any seedings like the Chargers were, I would have started those guys and pulled them early. I'm all about, I want to get continuity. I, I wish Daniel Jones and Saquon and some of those guys would have played a good half against the Eagles the other day. I just, I wish that would have happened, but they didn't. It didn't happen. So I wish it would have. Um, but Mike Williams is hurt, dog. Mike Williams got hurt. And it seems like Staley just keeps getting, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. If you depend on stat that and you depend on stats and it keeps costing you, when are you going to use common sense? When are you going to use common sense and say, you know what? I got to do something different. I got to do something different this time. And now if Mike Williams don't play, I'm going to be honest. I'm going with Jacksonville Jags. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jags. So uh, we're going to get into the NFL playoffs here with Matt uh, later on. Um, Jalen Hurts looked hurt in the win um, over the Giants, securing the one seed. Jalen Hurts looked hurt. I got to be honest. Did he not? Did my, did Jalen Hurts not look hurt? I, I thought he looked hurt. I thought he looked hurt. So... I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see who comes out of the NFC, dog. I, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just gonna say it right now. The way this thing looks from a guy with experience, I'm just gonna give you my two cents. You can take it for how you want to take it. The way that the galaxies are aligning. It looks like Tom Brady could be in another Super Bowl at the end of this thing. Just being honest, dog. I'm being real with you. I'm being honest with you. The way this thing's aligning can easily. Jalen Hurts is out. If he's out or not 100%, the Eagles are going to lose to somebody that you don't expect them to lose to. Number one. Number one. Number two, I believe in my heart that the Pete Carroll factor is real. He pretty much dominates Shanahan for the most part. He has dominated him over the last seven, eight years. And I have a funny feeling this weekend is going to be a Brock Purdy come to realization moment. Welcome to the NFL playoffs and Pete Carroll's defense. When I zone drop you, fire blitz you, and show you that the offense is going to be stagnant when we shut your ass down and keep you in the pocket and worry about Debo, Samuel, and Kittles. Because when they stop those two this weekend, and if Geno Smith can muster a 10-point lead, the Seattle Seahawks are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. You've heard it here first. But what do I know? I got the Giants beating the Vikings. 
And I got the Bucks beating the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. I just got to be honest. I, I want to break this down with you before I get more into this uh, other thing. Um, the Cowboys just struggle on the road. And they have as a franchise for a long, long time. Let's just exclude Dak Prescott. Let's exclude Dak Prescott. Okay? Let's not talk about just Zach Prescott. Let's talk about the Cowboys in general. All right? Um, Dallas, again, is once again one of these picks for the Super Bowl that are very, very gloomy. It's a gloomy pick. Um, They likely are going to have to play three road games to reach the Super Bowl this year. If the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, they got to play three road games. Starts Monday in Tampa. Okay. If they can some way get through that one, they're going to have to go where? To to, To Frisco, to Philly, to New York, wherever it may be. Most likely, they're going to have to play three bowl game, three road games. They've won three road playoff games since 1980. They've won only three bowl games or road games since 1980. And they got to win three this year. And you think this Dak Prescott-led team is the one to do it? They've won three road games since 1980, and they got to probably win three this year to go to a Super Bowl. Dallas last won multiple road games in a season in 1975. 1975, a year before I was born. 47 years ago. 47 years ago. 47 years ago is when the Dallas Cowboys won multiple road games in a season. Dallas last won a road playoff game in 1992. They've lost eight straight playoff road games. Eight straight playoff road games. So listen, if you're a stat that guy, I'm giving you these stats. Um, Mr. Hadley gave me these fine stats for the Cowboys. Uh, Shout out to John Hadley. So I want to make sure you understand this. Are you willing to bet that the Cowboys can beat the history of the Cowboys. I just gave you the stats. I just gave you the stats. So let me break this down real quick in totality. You got Dak Prescott, who's not very good in the playoffs, or big lights. He plays horribly. He just came off his worst performance last week. He he leads the league in interceptions. He's thrown a pick in seven straight games, which is leads the NFL. Okay, hear hear me out. Dak Prescott's struggling. You believe that it's not lining up for Tom Brady to go to another Super Bowl? Like, seriously, do you not see that this is another game, another season where Tom Brady can line up himself and go to another Super Bowl? Just look at how the stars are aligning. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are going to struggle on the road. All right. Bucks get it, squeak it out, I think. Jalen Hurts looks hurt. If he's not 100%, Eagles are done, dog. I'm sorry. All right? 
Look at Tom Brady over here sitting around. The 49ers have a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, hopefully leading that franchise to a Super Bowl. I'm taking Tom Brady, dog. I like how Tom Brady looks playing against a rookie. Geno Smith-led Seattle team has to beat the Niners' number one defense on the road in a wild card game. But if they do, they're not beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers late in the playoffs. And then you have Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, who may beat the Vikings, in my opinion. We'll, we'll get down. We'll break down NFL playoffs this whole week. But either one of the Vikings or the Giants, either one of them is beating Tom Brady in the playoffs. So having said that, have you guys really broke down and thought about what I just said? Tom Brady looks like the stars are aligning once again for the 46-year-old. And the gods love Tom Brady. I'm just telling you, dog, this is looking like another year that Tom Brady could possibly go to the Super Bowl. Do they repeat and play against Mahomes again? Or is it Tampa Brady versus Joe Burrow? Um, Either way, it's going to be very interesting playoffs, man. I don't see a team that we thought was going to win win it. I just don't see it. I don't see a favorite winning this year. It's going to be somebody we don't expect. And I'm not putting out the Chargers. I don't know if Mike Williams is done. Hector, are you in the chat? I don't know if Mike Williams is done for the season. He got hurt last week in that playoff game or in that regular season meaningless game. He got hurt in. Staley, again, pushes the wrong button. Um, Having said that, though, um, Chargers have been playing well for a while. Do they, are they a team that's a sleeper? They play Kansas City very, very well. They always play Kansas City well. Herbert always balls versus Kansas City. Can that become a great matchup? I don't know. I'm just telling you. It's going to be somebody we don't expect. And are the Bengals the team everyone expects? No, they weren't the team you were expecting six weeks ago. Now they've gone on a run, and everyone's now back on the Joe Burrow Bengal bandwagon. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards it's too good to be true that they're going to repeat and be representatives of the AFC. Uh, I think Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I do believe the Bengals are rolling on offense. I do believe they were going to steamboat the Bills in that Monday night uh, game with the incident in it. I think the way they scored on Buffalo early, I was like, oh, these guys are clicking six games in a row. They're going to beat the hell out of the Bills. They're going to prove they're the number one team in the AFC. Uh, Then they beat the Ravens this past week, but unfortunately they didn't get a chance to do so. So the Chiefs steamrolled the Raiders, get the one seed. Um, and that is what it is, but I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see. Uh, if Williams is playing this week, then I like it. I like it. Um, then I like it. We'll see. The Jags are playing all right. They're playing hot. Um, but again, you got basically, in essence, a rookie quarterback starting in a playoff game, Trevor Lawrence. Let's be honest. He's a rookie this year. He's being coached by an NFL coach, Doug Peterson. 
Last year, he was like a JV quarterback on a JV team with a JV NFL head coach. Great in a, great college head coach, but Urban Meyer, we all knew, well, I knew, and I said it, college coaches don't translate well. There's only been two ever to do it, Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson. And college coaches don't translate well to the league, and league coaches don't translate well going down to college. It just is what it is. But a lot of you guys don't understand that. So having said that, um, I don't know, man. I'm going to pick our Super Bowl picks at the end of this week before the playoffs. We're going to have our Super Bowl picks and uh, and get after it. Um, but Matt McChesney joins me, uh, 6-0 Academy in the house. Matt, what up? Brother, how are you? Man, you good? I'm good, bro. Um, that was a nice Nugget game last night, wasn't it? How'd your Lakers do? Take that, bitch. I didn't get to watch them. They, who they play? Denver? Nuggets and... Uh... I only hear about the Lakers when they play the Nuggets. It's crazy how I hear that. You know what I mean? I never hear the Lakers when they beat Miami or beat the Nets. I just hear when they play the Denver. Yeah, that's because I got to have something to talk shit to you about. Hey, so, did uh, did AD play or did LeBron play? AD didn't play. LeBron played. Uh, Denver won 122-109. Nope. Jokic had another triple-double. The fucking That fucking guy's ridiculous. So I just had to get that in before we started. I appreciate you. I mean, you, know, you, gotta, you gotta win sometime, Matt. You know what I mean? You gotta win sometime. Sometime. Hey, especially, I like when people win on my show. You know what I mean? It makes for great debate. Uh, hey, I'm on. I got receipts again, but what do I know? Um, that the TCU is gonna get absolutely mod stomped and Molly whopped, and that's what happened. Uh, I was on Whitlock. I said it. I said it on my own show. I've said it on Zach uh, with Zach yesterday. I said it on uh, with Pac Man Jones yesterday. He was on the show. Um, I, I just, I just saw that there's no way that Kirby could allow that team to play like they did against Ohio state and then become reign supreme and try to topple Alabama as the reign supreme. The poll question today, Matt was, has Georgia surpassed Alabama in the college football landscape? I still don't believe so. I think he has to do it for another three or four years consistently. Uh, you agree or disagree? Uh, I think that they're right there, but they're not at the same level. I mean, Alabama's got. How many titles does Saban have? Seven or something? Yeah, so, seven, and, and he's always in the game, right? Yeah, and he's. And this was like the first year in the last six that they're not in the playoff. And once there's a 12-team playoff, Alabama will be in it every fucking year. Um, so, look, last night was good for Georgia. They Stetson Bennett, walk-on quarterback, putting a putting a, a, a you know back-to-back national championship career and resume on the table. That's pretty big time. Uh, but I, I've got to give praise and love to TCU too. I mean, look, I, I played on a team in 2000 that was three and eight, and the next year we were ten and three and won our conference and missed out on playing in the national title game uh, in 01 against that great Miami Hurricane team uh, by a percentage point. Right, so it's great to see a team last year that was five and seven play for the national title. I mean, that's that's good for the sport. It's good for the parity aspect. It's good for. The transfer portal shit, you know, they, they had a bunch of kids in the transfer portal that came in and that team went to the national title. So there's a lot of positives. Uh, you would have liked to see the game more, more competitive last night. I, I don't know where the team that played against Michigan was because they, they look, TCU looked like they were caught between a bullet and a target, bro. Like they were, they were fucked. So I, I didn't think they belonged. Well, it, but there's no choice. I, I'm not saying they didn't belong because they made I it. Hear so they you. Didn't belong. I hear you. That game. 
they, I, they earned the opportunity to play, but I, I mean, looking back at it, the Ohio State Georgia game was probably the national title. And, you know, this is the good thing about 12 teams is we're not going to have any more of this debate about, you know, this team should have got in and this team shouldn't have. They're, I Look, for everybody that doesn't like going to 12 teams, this is all I'll say about it. The 12 team beat the five seed this year. Tulane beat SC. That would have been the 12-5 matchup. So that that immediately is debunked that, oh, no 12 is ever going to beat a five. That already happened. Uh, and then, you know, TCU getting to where they got. If they have to run through a 12-team playoff instead of a two-round playoff, do they even get there? So it, it make I think it makes it harder to get to the national title game because there's more teams. Um, so, look, great college football season. Next year is going to be fire. Uh, I, I, I can't wait already. But for the simple fact that, you know, I'm going to pump my team again here because that's what we do. But last night on the goddamn desk before the game even started, you know, they've got all the, the talking heads up there and McAfee and Herb Street and Coach Saban and Coach Prime from, from the University of Colorado. So I'm just, I can't wait for next year. And this year just ended. So college football is a pretty special game. Hey, uh, I don't agree with the 12-5 matchup thing because you know, as I know, um, I know it happened in this year, but you know, as I know, if that was a playoff deal, it would have been a different deal. I don't believe that. I think SC probably boat rates them because there's other guys that would have played. And I don't believe they give up that lead. Yeah, guys. yeah I mean, I just don't know. You know, it's always going to be different. It's relative every year. I don't know if that's the. it's going to be the same case. And then we don't know if that would have really been a 12-5 matchup. But I'm not Matt, I think you're going to have a lot more of what happened last night in this 12-game playoff thing. That's just my opinion. Oh, I don't. When's the last I don't want to watch three of those games. I don't want to watch three of those games. Blowout like that, though. Huh? When's the last time you saw a blowout like that? Well, it's never happened. That's why I said it was the playoff committee's worst nightmare last night. Well, yeah, but it's the national title game. I mean, look, man, in, in title games, if you get your ass beat, that's a title game. I mean, you, you can still hang. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That high. So, no doubt. yes, it's bad to lose 65 to 7, Jesus. But <laughs> at, the, at the same time, it's not, it, it's not the end of the world. I, I Look. I don't think that it's, you're going to get a ton of blowouts. I think if you look at all the bowl games this year, the majority of them were really close and competitive. So it just happens that the last game of the year was just a shit show. Let me ask this. Has Stetson been, like, really good and draftable? I mean, I, I brought it up earlier. I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up with you today. Um, before I get to that, though, I want to hold that question. I don't know if you've heard Kirby Smart's pregame deal. It kind of leaked out. A buddy of mine made me a video with the audio. Um, and I don't know if you saw it earlier. I posted on the show. I want to I want to let you hear it because yeah. I want to know. I want to let everybody know that Matt McChesney and JB are very, very, very highly scrutinized for cussing and getting <sighs> motivated. And this okay. is what you don't hear or see. From Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, all these guys, because you see me on Netflix, you think I'm the only one. And the only one curses. But here you go, Kirby Smart, your guy's his savior. He guess what he do, fellas? He used the f word. The don't, f word? Oh my god, he used the f. Oh my god! Here, Matt. The 
focus in the locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the shit you went through this week to get ready for this game, now is when you pay the fucking price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, God, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about shit. Go out here and fuck their ass up. Don't think about scoreboard. Don't think about shit. You think about knocking the shit out of them. Did you hear what Box said on Monday? When I sat in that fucking meeting, I wanted to go fucking play right then. Tore your shit up out here. Two years ago, fuck your shit up. Goddamn pride and joy. Tell me you fuck these guys up. You go play the right way. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay off the fucking ground. You tackle the fucking man with the ball. The shit's easy. Let's right go. Punish their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams, guys. Whoa. Who the fuck we are? I believe in you. Let's go. You soft ass motherfucker. I'm this saying, go, go watch something else. Dude, just get, just leave our game alone if you can't get behind this. If, if you're one of these assholes over the last two weeks that's been calling for football to end, just leave. We don't want you. You don't need to be involved with us. You can't just you can't watch it on Super Bowl Sunday and the national title and drink your fucking you know drink your Merlot and shit and stand there and talk shit. And then, you know, when it's good, you're like, oh, I'm such a huge fan. Look at my jersey. No, fuck you. I mean, the Kirby Smart right there. My blood just got up. I'm ready to run through a wall, bro. So, look, <clears throat> I know there's people upset about this because he's a religious dude. But, <clears throat> I, I, look, man, you've got to understand that <clears throat> it, this game brings out the alpha in alphas. And he's one of them. He's an alpha. Coach JB is an alpha. The I am. Like the guys who can operate in this environment at the at the the right level, that, that's the way this is. Like we're not in there fucking worried about our curse words and language like we're doing a radio show on public radio. Like the 92.5 show that I do right after this, I go straight downtown after we get done. I can't curse on that show. I have to watch what I say. But on the in real life show, the one that we're doing right now, we can say whatever we want because this is actual reality. So, look, hats off to Kirby Smart. I'm, did you post that? Because I want to repost it, number one. I didn't, I didn't post it because a buddy of mine made it for me, and I didn't want to leak it out, but I will later. I'll give it yeah, to you. Yeah, I mean, you just leaked it, so you played it on your show. Yeah, I'll, so I'll will you, will you send me that? Because I want to yeah. post it, too. That shit is dope, and yeah. it's real. And look, bro, like – this is why football is so incredible. It's an opportunity to be the savage that you are for real deep down. And, uh, and it's not for everybody. And, you know, if that offends you, good. At least we know that you're not the one. No doubt. No doubt. Um, God, that shit had me ready to go, dog. Didn't it get you ready to go? Hey, 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 hey. Oh, my God. Look at those special guests. I got to ask. An Asian perspective on this shit. Oh, there he is. What about that? Steve Why is it so dark in your house, Kim? What the fuck? Turn the light oh, on. The lighting's not good, and it's cloudy. It's been raining all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony was wrong. I just woke hey. up. Hey, man. Yeah. He looks like he's straight out of gung-ho, don't he? The movie? <laughs> he fucking parachuted in. Come on, dog. Turn the light on. I did. It's just the, the lighting's not good here, but... Yeah, Kirby Smart. Now, there's a real football coach. We need more of that. You know, the worst thing in the world is right now, and I hate it, the soft, nice players coach. It doesn't work if you want to sustain greatness. No, it doesn't. Take it from a guy 
who had a dynasty that didn't happen because Larry Coker was the nice guy. Nothing was ever bad. You would win sloppy, and it'd become, oh, well, we played well and hard, but our guys are going to – no. I've, I've seen videos of Kirby Smart documentaries about the way he coaches. He's a hard guy. He's a red ass. He gets in guys' faces. And they have this mantra at Georgia, are you elite? And it's funny, during practice, if a guy misses a play or he dives and he misses the ball, Kirby never says nice try. He just says, ooh, are you elite or not? And, and it's not a question. It's not because it's it's more than rhetorical. It's basically saying, if you can't make those great plays or those tough plays, yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. I'm just going to recruit a guy better than you soon. So either you make the play next time or just, you know, don't worry about it. it helps on the way. I, and I that's what that, they do. I say that all the time, Kim. The, yeah. Hey, catch the ball or I'll find somebody that will. Rush the passer correctly and stop running around the corner or I'll find somebody that will. And I always get why don't you just coach them harder? And I'm like, coach them to catch? What do you want me to fucking do? Jump in their body and catch the ball for them? Like, bro, how many times do I need to say catch the ball, open up your fingers? That's one of those inherent things that receivers and, and running backs should just be able to do. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Like, we will find somebody that can do it if you won't. You know, Pete Carroll, Coach JB, you're a big Pete Carroll guy. I remember talking to... Tino Dominguez, he was that Yosemite Sam-looking Mexican guy, their equipment manager. He's a big boxing fan. Came into the gym, Freddie Roaches, saw him at a few fights because we had a mutual friend. And some, I asked him, hey, is Pete Carroll a yeller or a screamer? And he said, kind of, sort of, but more in an enthusiastic way. But here's the thing. He never actually gets in a guy's face to say this, this, or this. He'll just say to us. I remember the year they had like eight unbelievable running backs, Stephon Johnson, C.J. Gable, Mark Tyler, mm-hmm. Um, McKnight, he just says, Steve, he'll just go to CJ Gable and say, CJ, you're not going to class, huh? Eh, don't worry about it. I got six other guys I can give the ball to and win. It'll just walk away. That's the greatest motivation is playing time. Just get guys better than the next guy. Trust me, you will have their attention. Hey, let's translate to some NFL. I want to get some uh, thoughts. Cliff Kingsbury, sacrificial lamb, as we all knew, was fired yesterday. Uh, the the GM also stepped away for health reasons. I love that. Health, yeah, health of his job. That's uh, why. I think it happened because there was a whore issue in TJ, but we're going to get to that later. A uh, whore issue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think him and the O-line coach had a few whores in Tijuana. Um, that is a whole nother. Remember the O-line coach was fired when they went to Mexico City. Remember that one? Now he's suing. Because it was a lie and Cliff yeah, mistaken identity. It was, I guess, it was the GM that was bang banging and not the O line coach. And they both <laughs> looked, they looked exactly the same. So, yeah. Um, and now they're saying that Tyler <laughs> Murray is going to have the opportunity to pick the head coach. Oh, shut the fuck up! Can you believe? No, I'm serious. That is a no. that is a real thing. Oh. Like, where are we at in this profession? Like, I understand it's a player driven league. Hey, you know who they're not going to Give me a break. They're not picking you. (laughs) Yeah, he ain't going to pick me. I'm not picking you, motherfucker. Um, (laughs) So, what you're telling me is... Is he going to pick a video gamer? That's what I'm saying. Is Kyler Murray going to pick his best friend off of Twitch? (laughs) I don't know. If you beat me on Madden, you can come coach the Cardinals. The only input Kyler Murray should have is what team do you want to go to, and let's see if they want you. 
That that is such an albatross. I mean, guys, you may disagree. You just want to get rid of his ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it's it's a complete dead end. It's a complete anchor. It, it look neither option is good here. But if it were me and you said, Steve, would you rather have Kingsbury and cut ties with Murray or cut ties with Murray and make it work with Kingsbury? I would choose the latter. Kyler Murray to me is everything that you don't like about the modern player. And to have him be your franchise quarterback, it'll never work. And this is why you do not placate the guys that are malcontents. I'm one of everybody. I'd clean house. I would have got rid of Cliff Kingsbury's sorry ass, and I would have got rid of this bum right here for 250 mil. I got rid of both of them. I would have brought in a Brian Flores or or a uh, – I wouldn't say Bill O'Brien because we know how that would have worked out. But I would have brought in somebody with some head coaching experience and that can get through to the locker room. Cliff Kingsbury clearly lost the locker room, and if you can't if you can't have your quarterback who's making two hundred fifty million dollars respect you on the sideline, you are fired, as we all know. And well, that was coming. It's Murray too. I mean, Murray's just the ultimate turd, like we've said. So yeah, that that doesn't make the job easy. And if I'm one of these big time coaches out here, because there's some big time names that are floating around right now, if I'm one of these guys looking for these jobs. I don't know if Arizona's real high on my list, bro. Like, that it's a clown show. Like, <clears throat> look, the Denver situation is one thing with Russell Wilson. At least he wants to win, and, like, he seems genuine, even though he's corny as shit. <clears throat> Murray is just, like, the ultimate fucking turd. And as a player, I don't know if you want to play there. Like, if I'm the Broncos, I'm trying to get DeAndre Hopkins out of Arizona as fast as humanly possible because you know he's disgruntled. Like anybody down there on that team that's that's available, I'm trying to go fucking get. I'm making phone calls on Buda Baker, DeAndre Hopkins, like anybody that can play down there. I'm seeing if I can get them out because they're going to do a rebuild around Kyler instead of trying to move on from Kyler and start the rebuild. So, man, that's going to be a tricky situation down there for Arizona. They are, I think they're in a real <clears throat> conundrum right now. Where do they pick? What are they like fourth? They're certainly in the top 10. I know that. Um, Fourth, if I remember correctly. I have a theory, uh, Matt, that J.J. Watts said, you know what, I want to play football. I just don't want to play it in this organization. And we talked about it on Whitlock yesterday. If there's a team next year that needs a situational pass rusher. Oh, he'll go back. uh, come, Come October, don't hang up the phone on us. But J.J. Watt probably looked around and said, this is a clown show. Well, he went, I'm he out of went, here. He went there because he thought they were going to be good. And they remember last year at this like midway point, they were, if I remember correctly, they were nine and one, maybe. Yeah, they had whipped the Rams at LA too. Yeah. And then they fell off of a fucking cliff. So look, no bro, pun intended. I think JJ Watt could be an extremely good addition for a good football team, but he's not, he's a great defensive player still, but he's not in, like take over the game. Michael Parsons style anymore. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, we got a bunch of going on. So, Cliff, to me, Cliff never did anything to deserve a head NFL coaching job. But, you know, that's what it is. We got this nepotism. and Well, he, he got it because he's so close with Murray. Right. Was. <laughs> Was. Yeah, yeah I, don't think, I don't think they're on their Christmas card list anymore. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy how that shit, this thing works. Uh Having said that, uh, there's some games that are going to be played. Um, 
in the NFL this weekend, regardless. The Cardinals aren't one of them. But we got all these things. Am I crazy to say that the way the stars are aligning, I just was talking about, it's aligning for Tom Brady to go to another Super Bowl? Am I crazy to say yes. that? Yeah, you're nuts. Tampa yes. Bay is getting out of the first All right, let me, let me give me my scenario here. Jalen Hurts looks hurt. Dak Prescott can't win on the road. That's and true. Seattle beats the 49ers. Tom Brady ain't losing to Seattle. And the Vikings Giants can't beat Tom, Tam, Tom Brady late in the playoffs. So how is it so crazy to say? It, look, it, saying that Tom Brady is going to win the Super Bowl is not crazy. He does it constantly. The team around him is dog shit. The offensive line is awful. And he doesn't have a security blanket and tight end anymore. And the defense, although they are really good, I don't think that they're carry your team good. So could I see them beating the Cowboys? Absolutely. I might pick them to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are a total joke. But after that, I just I don't see him getting through the NFC. And and look, San Francisco with Brock Purdy is fucking legit. They are really, really good. So I, I think, think Seahawks beat them this weekend. I'm taking, oh, I'm taking oh, the Seahawks right here, Carl. Steve. The house, Steve. I'm taking the Seahawks to win. Carl, you must have thought New Coke was here to stay. Like, no. Dude, that's, no. that's bold. Hey, that's I don't have a great team. year. Steve, give me some give me some stat that you're the you're the walking encyclopedia. All right, so let's let's make these fucking picks then for the for the playoffs. All right, your, yeah, let's do it. Oh, I gotta ask you, Steve. What's Pete Carroll's record versus Shanahan? Well, I don't know, but I mean, he generally had the better team, but the better team right now is the Niners. And if they can run the ball with McCaffrey, Purdy almost becomes just a a part. Just be the point guard. Make the simple. They don't ask Purdy to do a lot most of the time, Coach. If they run the ball early with McCaffrey, that game becomes very one-sided. Hey, let me ask you this. All right, so they're 10-point dogs. You're taking Seattle, Coach? Oh, yeah, all day. Wow. All right, are you, who are you taking, Kim? Oh, I, I like the Niners. I think they have as good a roster as anyone in football. All right, so then. Love it. The second game of the day on Saturday is the Chargers at Jacksonville. Chargers are, or Jacksonville's plus one and a half. Who are you taking there, Coach? I'm going to, I'm going to, is Mike Williams playing? I got to know that. Yeah. Right? He's, he's questionable, but I bet he plays. I'm going to roll with the Chargers, man. Taking the Chargers. I don't, I don't like any quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs. I'm just telling you. How about you, Kim? I still like the Chargers, but to add to your point real quickly, Mike Williams, based on his history this year with injuries, I get it. You want to play guys? Staley should not have played him, but I will go with the Bolts. You're going with the Chargers as well? Yes. Okay. I'll take Jacksonville. All right. Sunday, Dolphins at Bills. Bills are 10.5 point favorite. Bills, big. All Bills, three of big Bills. blowout. Bills, Bills. Bills. Okay. Second game, Giants at Minnesota. Minnesota's a three-point favorite. I'm taking Daniel Jones and the Giants. I'm taking the Giants as well. How about you, Kim? You know, the Vikings are a fraud, but I think they rally at home. Vikings will win one playoff game. Hmm. Okay. And then the nightcap is uh, everybody's favorite asshole, Lamar Jackson, JB's guy. Uh, <laughs> negative six and a half at Cincinnati to play Joe Cool. Uh, Ravens at Bengals, six and a half point favorite Cincinnati coach. Bengals big. Bengals. Kim. Bengals will cover, win by double digits. Yep, I'm taking Cincinnati as well. Monday night football. 
your boy Tom Brady and the Cowboys. Coach, Tom? I'm taking Tom. Dak cannot. Yeah. Here's a little story before you take your picks. Uh, the last time the Cowboys won three playoff road games was 1980. The last time they've won multiple games, 1975. Dallas' last road playoff game win was in 1992. They've lost eight straight. Let that sink in before you make your picks. Yeah, they are bad on the road in the playoffs. Well, they've been bad in the playoffs since the Great Wall of Dallas days. So, Kim, who are you taking? I'm going to go with Dallas. I still think they're the better team overall. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay as well. So that that lines up the second round for <clears throat> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What? They would host. Um, yeah, so they would host the Giants and San Francisco would get the the who's the other game? San Francisco, Seattle, Jacksonville, Chargers, Dolphins, Bills. They get Minnesota. According so to, uh, so the, yeah. Giants, the Giants would go to San Francisco, and Tampa Bay would host who? Or Tampa Bay would go to Philly? Or the Giants would go to Philly, and Tampa would play San Francisco? Yeah. So there, there's, there's, your, there's your dream scenario, Coach, where now Brady goes to San Francisco to play – Brock Purdy and the Niners. And look, I mean, the more we talk about it, the more it doesn't sound fucking nuts that Tom Brady could end up in the I'm Super telling Bowl. you, Steve is lining up. Jalen Hurts. Nobody, is nobody wants to play his ass. That's for damn sure. Nobody wants chance. to get into the playoffs. Jalen Hurts right. Tom Brady, fuck. It, Tampa, Tampa Bay mocked Philly last year in the first round of the playoffs, if you remember that, too. Yeah, they did. But this is, this is a different Philadelphia oh, team with A.J. Brown. Oh, wow. You guys a better know? version, but you're right. Jalen is hurts. <laughs> There's no denying it that that style of football and quarterback He'll is very fine. difficult. But Matt, when we look at the Niners, if they can run the ball early and they can set up all that fancy stuff on the back end where they have these shot plays and they're using Kittle now more in the red zone, I don't see a team as good as the Niners in the NFC top to bottom. I agree that they're from a talent perspective, fifty-two to fifty. Like fifty-two to fifty-two, they're incredible. But that fifty-third player is Brock Purdy. Yeah, playoffs are not the regular season. So, hey Matt, hey, you know as I know, it's going to change big time for him on th this weekend. Yeah, hey, you know as I know, I had Pac-Man Joe's on yesterday. We kind of broke down Pete Carroll, and he talked about Pete and what he does in the playoffs, which is unique to a lot of folks. He is going to fire zone drop this dude all day long, he's give him false man. read. He's going to give him false pressure. He better know the protection when he sees the fucking rush in, dropping the coverage, and they bring two backers off the edge, and he don't know how to set the protection. He is going to have problems this game, and if the if the Seahawks can jump up 10 nothing, Steve, just a 10-point lead with Geno, that game is over. <sighs> Uh, I, I don't agree with that either, but okay. I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. Purdy's not a guy that's going to come back and slang the rock. They got to get the ball in in, mis in in miscellaneous ways to Debo Samuel, as you know, as Debo, I know. And McCaffrey and has to get no, they, look, they got fucking weapons, true. And Purdy needs to get the ball to his weapons in order for them to win, true. Now, all that said, my my biggest thing here is if Seattle's going to have a chance in this game, I know both of you know the great Al Woods, all right? The nose tackle three technique for Seattle. He is one of the, he's one of the best fucking run stuffers in the league, interior. And if they're going to win, 
he needs to go out there and have a fucking like big dick Al Woods and Dominican Sue type game. Like you just go out there and nobody can block you. You turn into Howie Long for the afternoon and just go annihilate everybody inside. Because if they can run that zone scheme and they can do it successfully to four to six yards a clip and they can roll these backers, these running backs in with now they've got Mitchell back healthy. That just it makes it so difficult to stop because Usechek and Kittle and Ayuk and Debo and Christian and Mitchell and fuck. I mean, they got dudes everywhere. So, you know, that's going to be a huge part of this. And then, you know, if San Francisco, in my opinion, if they want to win the Super Bowl, it falls on Trent Williams. I think Trent Williams needs to go play at a Hall of Fame level because he's got a rookie quarterback right next. going on right now hello you guys back i mean i didn't i don't run this shit what, what's going you on back? i'm back i'm here man we're not we're it's getting it's raining so hard here i think it's just cutting out my service because i just went saw i just went solid gone bye-bye again so i don't know what's going on um I lost what you guys were saying. Um, I, you guys are talking about Brady again? No, man, I'm with you though. I, look, if they, it, it, this is going to be interesting in the first couple of drives, how Shanahan handles Purdy, because you know the basis of that offense is 23 McCaffrey, and what happens though if he gets stuffed his first five six runs and it's consistently second nine and then third and seven, then the game becomes very difficult to manage because Purdy's not one of those guys you could just say you know what. Drop back five seven drops, make reads. A lot of what he does is all play action, bootleg, waggle action. But if that's not there, and he has to throw in between, let's say, eight man drops, this is that's high level quarterbacking, and we don't know if because a lot of quarterbacks can do well when you're rushing for two hundred yards. The game opens up, so th- this is going to be interesting to see how many shot plays does Shanahan drop in the first half while the game is still relatively close. But if they can run the ball early, I think the Niners win big. Yeah, and then don't don't underestimate the importance of Kyle Juszczyk in this game. I think they're going to maximize the shit out of him. He's going to have a huge game. I wouldn't be surprised if he has multiple touchdowns. Yeah, I think uh, – I don't know. The chat, you guys got us back again? Uh, I I don't know if uh, – I'm just telling you, if, if Gino can get the ball to lock it, and Metcalf early, and they can run the ball with Walker, pound the rock with Walker, and just even if they're even if they're uh, early down and out uh, scenarios, they keep pounding Walker. I think the the Niners are vulnerable inside uh, to a team that that continues to be consistent with running the ball. A lot of teams stop giving stop running the ball on the Niners. They try they stop trying, and it doesn't open up anything else. I think Geno is going to have a good game if they can run the football because everything will open up behind them and the Niners will get nosy. And I think if you can get a 10-point lead, man, with Pete Carroll on defense, I think he's going to stymie Purdy and Purdy's going to struggle. I don't like rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs, Steve, Matt. Fair. Fair. How about the AFC? (sighs) Okay, is Tua really going to play? I mean, I don't see how you don't play him if you're Miami. You have to. Oh, you can't fucking. You can't play Tyler Thompson. 
But I mean, is he really gonna like? Are we gonna play him after this whole Hamlin thing? Like, is this not gonna be? Well, hold on. Let's be real. People in Miami don't give a shit about that. They want to go win a playoff game. So, I mean, yes, that what happened on Monday Night Football was terrible, and I, I think people should pay more attention to it and be a little bit more careful and cautious. But this is winning time in the NFL, and. Every, you guys know the way this works. Like, there's no sympathy or empathy anymore. It's all about ring time. So, I think he plays, and it's probably not for the best. I mean, Buffalo is going to serve his ass up if they're going to play him. I mean, they're going to go after his ass hard already. If he does play, I think that they have a 1% chance to win. If he doesn't play, I think they have a negative 50% chance to win. They are not winning this game. There's no shot in hell. With or without two of them. I Buffalo wins. Huh? I think Buffalo's that much better. They have the emotional pull. They've gotten over that not gotten over it. The Hamlin situation looks like it has some clarity in terms of the young man's overall health. And thank God. Right. And also, I, I've always thought this with the way the Dolphins play, they kind of remind me of those fast little Houston Oilers teams of the 80s. They'd run the run and shoot, they do great in the That's dome, a- then you get them outdoors in the cold weather, and it didn't look the same. And I, I just look at the Bills. That's another stacked roster. And I'm a big believer in momentum. I know this playoffs start over, but the Dolphins the last month and a half have come back down to earth. Bills win this game with or without Tua. How about the kick returns in the game? The opening kick return for Buffalo, bro, that was so fucking cool. That beat that beat the Patriots back. That broke their yeah. back. Immediately. Twice. Snap. Twice. So, well, okay, so we'll, we're both taking Buffalo there, and we've got our, our thoughts on that one. The The Chargers at Jacksonville, I think, is very intriguing because I think if the Chargers lose, then Staley's gone. Like, the fact that he even played his guys the other day and got two of them hurt is mismanagement, like gross insubordinates and just or gross mismanagement. So I uh, that's where I think Sean Payton ends up, honestly. If I'm a Chargers yeah. fan – I might want them to lose this game just so you can get Sean Payton. Coach JB, I know you like that, that and I agree with you, players should play, but you have to look at variables. The fact that Mike Williams has been banged up, and see, that's the history there. If, if he had been okay the whole year, I said, okay, go out there, play half. But when you haven't got him and Keenan Allen have not really played as a duo much of this year, I would have held both of them out, especially yeah. if the game could not have improved your seating one iota and that's what i hate about how brandon staley is now getting upset at the media for asking a very basic question why'd you play him mike williams is much too valuable to risk in that situation for even one down that's completely on the coach hey i i'm i want to see guys play because that's what they're supposed to do um and 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 it just seems that staley continues to push the wrong damn statistical buttons that's so to speak uh I, I would have liked to see Daniel Jones and Saquon play a, thir- a, a a quarter at least the other day because they're a young team with continuity issues, in my opinion. First-time playoff team for them. Uh, I would like to see them play against the Eagles, especially if they have to play them again. I would have liked to see them play a little bit. But I would have pulled Mike Williams early in that game. Um, and, and, and they had no seating um, benefit in that game. So I would have started them, get some continuity reps, and get them out of there. And I, that is what I would have done if I was a head coach. I would have did that way. 
But continuing to push the wrong button, Staley just seems like he can't get out of his own way, man. I- How about Jacksonville? I mean, what uh, Peterson's done down there is incredible. You know, they they are rolling. I think Trevor Lawrence is figuring it out. Uh, he's not elite yet, but he's getting there. I, look, man, they they look scary to me. And I think they're the perfect team to go beat the Chargers. Like, they've got defensive guys that can get it. They can pressure you off the edge. You know, they've got great linebacker play from Chad Muma to Devin Lloyd, to the, the leading tackler in football. What's his name? 23? I can't remember his last name, but he's a uh, yeah, the right the, yeah. in tackles, so they can they can accommodate Austin Eckler and cover the tight ends that Everett cat across the field. So you got, you got some confidence in rookie quarterbacks, huh? Well, not not necessarily the quarterback. I like the coach. Like I, I like I like Doug Peterson over Staley in this game, big time. So I just feel like he's going to put his guys in position to be more successful and Staley's going to take unnecessary risks that are going to get a beat this weekend. And then he's going to get fucking fired the next day because number one, he played his guys that are, look, I don't care about playing the healthy ones. Ackler and Herbert, they played damn near the whole game. They were healthy. It's fine. But Bosa has been hurt all year and you played him and he got hurt again. Williams has been hurt all year. You played him and he got hurt again. Like bro, the playoffs are next week. What the fuck are you doing? So it just seems like he's, it seems like he's one of those guys that you hire and like when he's doing the the interview process, he's a team player and he's all about it and he can get behind the, the cause and the process. But then once you get him in the room, he becomes the, your process ain't shit. I'm like, he's back talking to you behind your back, talking under his breath. Like that's the kind of fucking guy this guy seems like. Yeah. I mean, my biggest issue with Staley is like, he's like the big analytics guy. And I still go back to last year, that player go-home game against the Raiders. He literally went for it on his own 20. I'm saying there's another fireable. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. And Jimmy Johnson put this in his book. I just read Swagger. He said, I don't mind going for it on fourth. Here's the problem. Even if they would have made that particular first down, you still got to go another 50 yards to get in the field goal position. And so, like, when people say go for it all the time, I go, what about the variables? What's the weather? How good is your defense? Can you actually push these guys up front? And then where are you in terms of scoring position? And I get it with Staley. Football players need to play football. But ones that are injured and are being held together by duct tape and super glue with <laughs> nothing on the line, you sit those guys out, coach. I did not understand that decision. Well, it's going to the, – the players are going to look around the locker room too and go, what yeah. the is this guy doing? Like, we don't yeah. check them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I got, I got, a, I got. A, let me break this down. That game's in Jacksonville, so that's a flight, you know, from here, at LA yeah. to Jacksonville. Uh, that worries me somewhat, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the deciding factor on that. Who gets the Cardinal job? Houston Texans job, Denver job, Colts job is, and and which one does Harbaugh take? Um, I, I got to go after this one, but I, I look, hopefully I think I would like Jim Harbaugh to land in Denver. Selfish, selfishly, we need a big time experienced fucking head coach. We've had three first year head coaches in a row. It hasn't gone over well. Um, Two weirdos, Harbaugh and Russell weirdo. <laughs> That's well, a match made in heaven, man. Yeah, like what? <laughs> look, Russ is a. Is he salvageable Matt, in your view, Matt? 
What? Is he salvageable, Russell Wilson? Yeah, I think he, you can fix him if you if you can get through to him and get him to buy into running the right system. And like, you know, the, even Jerry Rossberg had more pull and more staying power with Russ than Hackett did. So I would think that he would listen to Harbaugh. I mean, fuck, yeah. why wouldn't you? So it, just find somebody for him to listen to that'll like grill his ass and keep him accountable. Cause that's the only way you're going to win. That's for damn sure. The Arizona job with Kyler. Mm. Oh man. Toxic. I don't know. That's a tough one. Toxic. Like, I don't even know who would want that fucking job. You know, Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton ends up in LA because the chargers are going to underachieve this weekend and lose and they'll get rid of Staley. I think he's just waiting for that job to open. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tampa beats Dallas, if that job opens and then, and, and, you know, Jerry Jones loses. That's Sean Payton's job right there. The Cardinals. You may get Sean Payton there. You may get Harbaugh there. So the uh, the coaching carousel has been cranked up, uh, but it's it's far from running at full speed. So I got a speed. prediction, and I got a little mouse, a little birdie that's whispered in my ear. Sean Payton is the next Rams head coach. Ooh. Do you really think McVay's going to leave, huh? Um, that's what I'm hearing. But, Coach, do you think Sean wants to walk into a rebuild? Because that's what it is. Nah, he'll, he'll go to the, he'll go to uh oh Sean Payton yeah um, nah, I think man Sean McVay I, I think Sean McVay's gonna walk away he's gonna live married life go on TV he'll come back and take the Raiders job hmm. and then Sean Sean Payton will have a powerhouse going on here in the Ram with the Rams yeah right. all right so real quickly before Matt leaves I think if Harbaugh takes a pro job and the indications are that he, I think Indy he wants to be in that region. Uh, that seems to be the fit. He's in the he's on he's on their uh, their ring of fame, so that makes sense. Yeah, Captain Comeback, a mid nineties. That was a fun era. Sean Payton will get whatever job best fits him uh, in terms of having a quarterback. I love to work with Justin Herbert. Here's the problem with the Arizona job. That's like being the being named the mayor of Chernobyl after the meltdown. <laughs> Who the hell wants to take that over? I mean, that's like taking over the captain of the Titanic after the iceberg. I'm telling you guys, having Kyler Murray would be almost a non-starter for an established coach. No, it's one thing, Coach JB. If you're a young guy, you'll take any job. The other two guys I like, Coach, and we talked about this, JB, the two coordinators I think had great years that should get some consideration, Ben Johnson, coordinator for the Lions, and D'Amico Ryan for the Niners. I think those two guys at a certain point will get a job in the National Football League as the CEO. I agree. All right, I'll be back tomorrow morning. Peace. Live up. Later. Um, hey, Steve, I got this is my issue. Those guys you just named always fall flat on their face. <laughs> always. They've ne- yeah. None of them ever work. Come I on, not always. When do we go? When can we understand that these guys aren't ready to be head coaches? Like, I like the OC. I think he needs to stay as an OC. I like Ryan's. I think he needs to stay as a DC. I think you got to go get guys that have head coaching experience. There's still guys out there. Um, if you're hiring these young guys like they are, Pac-Man Jones said yesterday on my show, he's like, if we're going to hire these young guys because we think they get the young players and they understand them better, which I'm not totally agreeing in, but uh, well, coach, I also think they want to be their friends too, Steve. I think they want to be their friends, and that's why they fall so fast. Well, they're not, I'm they're, with you. Know, well, wait a minute. This is a hierarchy. Wasn't Sean McVay at a certain time that guy seven, eight years ago? 
I think he's yeah, but I think he's understood the fact. I mean, you know, he comes from a lineage of of he comes from a tree. Right, John McVeigh is yeah, but I get it. But here's the thing: it's like that first time when I, when you try to get your first job as a teenager. Everywhere you apply, Taco Bell, hot dog on a stick at the Montebello Town Center, they always ask you, "Do you have any experience?" And you're like, "No." Well, then we can't hire you. And I'm thinking, okay, how can I get experience if you never hire me? At a certain point, everyone is a first-time coach. Some of them, you're right, are like Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> They're not good. I would never hire anyone that was the quarterback coach or offensive coordinator for Andy Reid or, or coach Aaron Rodgers because those guys are frauds. They truly are. But other guys that have done a good job with a unit – you think, you know what, because everyone's a first-time coach at a time, coach. I mean, everyone has to start they not somewhere. NFL. They're not first-time NFL. They're, this ain't Sean their McVay first was. Sean McVay they had was. Coach somewhere else is what I'm saying. Joe Gibbs at one time was just a young coordinator who coached in Tampa Bay, and he ran Coriel's offense for a year or two. Had a pretty good run. Look, it goes like Mar- Marvin Lewis. I know he never won a Super Bowl. Marvin Lewis made the playoffs pretty good amount of times in Cincinnati. Could what, never get over years the in a row. Okay, well, look, it's Cincinnati. Come on, they're cheap back then. It was pre that to do that job in Cincinnati was not a bad job. Oh, it was. I think he went to the playoffs thirteen years, didn't he? Not thirteen. He went to about four or five, and it petered no. out at the end. Okay, well, how about this? John Harbaugh has been a pretty good coach. He was a special teams guy. He was a special teams coordinator. Dan Campbell had been an interim coach, right? But he had never been a full-time head coach. And my guy, Motor City, Dan, what a great job. What a great job he's done, right? Well, he was a guy that you could have said, well, he's never had experience. Look, guys, you can't dig up Tom Landry and Chuck Knoll at a certain point. Oh, you can't. You're right. You got to hire a younger guy that's never done it before. Uh. LaFleur said he's open to having Nathaniel Hackett back on the staff in Green Bay. I said it doesn't really matter. Fucking Aaron Rodgers is gone. Okay. Uh, he Good is gone. That. He's gone. He wouldn't trade the jersey. He was looking around. He walked out with Cobb like he walked in with Cobb. And it just tells you he's gone. I don't care where Nathaniel Hackett ends up. He'll be coaching uh, Love, not Rodgers. Um, does Derek Carr end up in Green Bay? Derek Carr, your favorite guy. You mean Derek Broken Down Carr. I, I, if I'm the New York Jets, and I want to couch this, because I, I, Derek Carr is extraordinarily, incredibly average, or even a little bit below, according to you. He's hammered dog shit, as you say so eloquently. So you're going to have the same scenario you have now in the Jets. No, he's better than Zach Attack. Uh, he's better than the Mormon milk hunter. Come on. Come on. No, no, because nobody is worse than Wilson. Coach, Zach Wilson I don't was know historically bad. Uh, he's a rookie. I mean, he's a second-year guy. Let me ask you this. Is Carr better than White? Do you take Carr over White? Yes. Oh, see, yes. I, keep white. I keep White. I keep White and build, keep building around him. They got a roster. I'd keep White, get his ass to learn some football. Derek Carr is definitely not the answer in – uh, I still think he's an upgrade coach. There's not that many. Look, there's very few elite quarterbacks. You can count them on like less than one hand, but there's a wide swath of guys that are pretty good to average to mediocre. The jets defensively, you look at all three levels. They have pro bowl level guys. 
they've done a good job there with their coach, Salah. But they just need average quarterback play to not lose them a game or two. And now they got Brees Hall coming back next year. Hopefully he recovers with that knee. They have a Pro Bowl caliber young receiver in Garrett Wilson. All they need is a serviceable quarterback. The problem is you think used up car or broken down car needs to be traded in completely. You don't even think he's serviceable. I think he's serviceable or better than what they have on the roster. Let's be honest. Chad Pennington ain't walking through that door. No. Uh, and Marvin Lewis. Seven playoff appearances. That's good. That's a good run in Cincy. And he has, he went one, two, three, four, five, five in a row, finishing first in the AFC North twice. Yeah. And he finished first in the AFC North four times total. And he lost to the Steelers in the AFC wildcard. He lost to the Jets in the AFC wildcard in 09. He lost to the Texans in 11, Texans in 12, Chargers in 13, Colts in 14, and Pittsburgh again in 15. Um, 16, 17, 18, his career. The one year I thought they could have made a run. Carson Palmer's knee got blown up by the Steelers on the second play. Remember he threw that goal route. I think it was Chad Henry. And you're thinking, Oh my God, it's good. And all of a sudden Carson's laying on the ground. You're like, Oh no, no. And it was never, Carson was never quite the same in Cincinnati after that knee injury. In my view. Oh, no doubt. Hey, I'm going to, let me give, give you a scenario. Um, Let me give you this scenario. Steve Wilkes, if he does not stay the head coach for the Panthers. Which he I, should, by the way. He did should. did a good job. I did would a good take job. him over either one of the guys you mentioned. I would take him over Ben, and I would take him over Ryans. Okay, I'm with you on that. Because um, he's, got, he's now got it, he's been in it, and he's been in the league a long, long time. Yes, yeah. And he got he got a raw deal in Arizona. I if that was a tough situation, he got one year. Wilkes did a really good job to go seven and ten out of that team. They look like dead fish, as I like to say. And look, they were the one team the last two and a half months. They whipped Detroit. I mean, they just absolutely steamrolled them. If I'm the Carolina Panthers. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Let's try to give this guy a shot. Let's build something. We have some parts here and there. But you're right. If it came down to Wilkes and my two young coordinators, all things being equal, being relative to the money and everything else, yeah. I If you said we're going to give you Wilkes, I would not mind. Here's a little story I just got from a little birdie. Uh, Patriots reportedly have done some research on fired Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, I is love that. He the new coordinator for the for the. You know uh, who loves it more? Is he the Mac. new? Is he going to be replacing Matt Matricia? Yes, because Matt Matricia, look, you know how much I respect Belichick, but that move that he made to have a career-long defensive assistant guide a second-year quarterback who seemingly regressed, and I do not think it was his own fault. If you give me Kingsbury, all right, and then you draft a true number one receiver, I think you can salvage Mac Jones into being a pretty good quarterback. He showed signs the first two years. I don't like what the way they ran the stuff for him. It was mind-boggling. 
but you got to get him a number one receiver and you have to get him some help from the staff. Matt Patricia, to me, I just I, have you I've never seen a coach. Have you ever seen a career long defensive assistant that actually got a head coaching job because he was a defensive wizard who then reinvented himself as an offensive coordinator? Coach, I don't know of a lot of NFL coaches that actually switch sides of the ball. I've never actually heard of that. Uh, uh, me either. And then come back. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, come on. Could you imagine Buddy Ryan getting a job? Ran the 46. He goes to the Eagles. And then, hey, we're going to make you the offensive coordinator. It w- <laughs> Just think about that for a second. And let me ask you this. <laughs> Lovey Smith goes for it, gets the win, gets <laughs> tired. I love it though. I I, I want to. He's old school at least, and he said, "You know what? We're not fucking tanking on my watch. I'm getting fired anyway. Fuck you, Houston, because Houston, you have the problem, not me. You're the problem, Houston. You guys fire coaches once every year, one and done. Like, when are you going to look at yourself?" Who wants to take that job? Well, I argue that job's worse than Arizona, but the only issue is I don't have a toxic-ass quarterback pay, getting paid $200 million, and I have some wiggle room with who I can bring in at quarterback or not bring in and keep Mills and draft around that roster. I, I think if the Houston Texans, number one, draft another quarterback first pick, I believe they're going to be horrible for 10 more years. Yeah, you can make an argument that they're so bad that with their second pick, they should parlay that into back-end picks in the first and second round. You can make that argument, especially if you don't believe that Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is that Troy Aikman-level number one guy that you can anchor a franchise to for a full decade. Here's the issue with tanking. Every time we talk to players, there's an old saying, the eye in the sky don't lie. So even if you're on the worst team in the league, you're putting game film out there you have a motivation personally to say, oh, no, no, I'm playing hard. I'm not laying down like an oriental rug here. I am playing my best football, and I'm going to battle because I'm going to at least audition for 31 other clubs. And Michael Irvin said it best yesterday on first take. If every any fellow teammate came up to me saying, we're not playing hard, we're going to try to lose, I'd get into a fight with that guy. So it's one thing for the, for the uh, analytics guys and the management on the ivory tower to say, hey, let's lose this game. Those players have personal and professional pride, and they know that even if they don't have a future with the Texans or whatever that team is, when you put on that tape, Coach, that's the only thing you can judge a guy by, is it? What you see on tape. That's your resume. Man, I mean, that just is what it is. I don't don't know why people have such a hard uh, problem understanding that. Like, that's how we arrest people every day. Right, so – Coach, I got to get going here. Anything else? No. Here, I want to give you this real quick with my yeah. Seahawks pick. Since 2014, all right, against the Niners specifically. Oh, here we go. Here we one, go. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, and two, and three. 13 and three, Pete Carroll is against the Niners. That's alarming. That is alarming. Hey. I'm just telling you. But that was before Brock pretty, pretty good. <laughs> and I think it's even better now. I'm more happy now with my pick. Okay, so how about this, Coach? Let's say Purdy plays well. Let's say he's a real asset. He doesn't hurt you. In fact, he helps you. Would you then flip your opinions like, hmm, the Niners can make a run if they get past the Pete Carroll hurdle? 
Yeah, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I, have, I, have a bad vibe. I have a I have a weird vibe this year. It's going to be some weird ass teams in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, and I know we can't say weird teams. It's not like it's yeah, you're gonna, in the tournament. If you're in the tournament, you're decent. Yeah, I get it, but I I'm just telling you, if Purdy can just look, they nearly won a Super Bowl. With Jimmy Garoppolo, not Joe Montana or Steve Young or even Jeff Garcia. But Jimmy kinda... Garoppolo has tons of experience, and that is something you just can't give Brock Purdy this fast. No, but you're, you're right. But look, that was three years ago, right? Garoppolo at that point did not have a lot of experience. He, he was a backup for the Patriots, played a little bit at the end of 2000, whatever that was, before he banged up his knee. Then he won it right and then he's kind of been injured kind of bent they don't know his future Shanahan has taken non-elite quarterbacks a pretty long way uh, you just look at all the offensive weapons outside of what you would call a true threat over the top they have so many chess pieces and they are so physical they play the game as violently as anybody I'm coach I'm just telling you if Purdy puts on a performance where you say you know what the kid made some throws I would hope you say, you know what? You know, I hope you're like George Bush when he said, read my lips. No new taxes. And you know what he did? He gave us new taxes. It's okay to change your mind, coach. We'll talk about it next week when Purdy does well, you know? We will. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I hope All right, brother, I'll talk to you later. Come hit me up later this week. All right, cool. Later. Um, man, always, uh, always love Steve Kim's coming on. Um, I got to break this down. I, I got a lot of stuff, information I want to share with you. I'm going to go take a piss, get a coffee break. I got to break down a lot of shit. I'm going to talk this Kyler Murray deal. I'm going to talk uh, some Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray situation. I'm going to talk about um, Pete Carroll and why the Seattle Seahawks have a real, real chance to win. Um that man, I'm telling you. And I'm going to talk about my MVP and Coach of the Year candidates and who I think. And I'm going to give you my top five cigars. Uh, a lot more to discuss on the next last hour of the show. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I'll be back in, uh, let's say, um, let me just make sure I got all my ducks in a row here. Um, I'll be back in five minutes. Peace. See, but anyway, do you take Lamar over Derek Carr right now? That's a tough call. Um, like, no. like I don't know if I do because I don't know if he's going to get the ball to Devontae Adams and, and and Hunter Renfro any more than Derek Carr's getting it to him. I like the his like you said his freaking nature aspect about him, but I think uh, between those two, I think I would keep Carr. Just based okay. on what the offense is and based on, you know, things like you see yesterday, I think the thing that I do like about Lamar is the the depth that he has when he throws the football. But like you said, there's some accuracy concerns. I think what Derek Carr has been working on, especially since talking with Kurt Warner last year about it, was getting the ball into tighter windows. Um, that's taking those chances, uh, getting them up in between those spaces that are – hard to make throws that you got to be able to throw a 50, 50 ball, those kinds of things. And I think if you have to push one of the two of them 
to to make those throws, I'd put under uh, Carr to be able to do it more so than Lamar. Although Lamar, I mean, there's so much to like about Lamar Jackson. I think you know, development wise, it, he had somebody maybe like a guru that could work with him. Like, I mean, no disrespect to John Harbaugh and what he does, but I think like you look at um, Josh McDaniels and the offensive mind that he has and the Super Bowls that he's won and that kind of uh, work that he put in with Tom Brady over the years that he was with him. You know, I think that if he was working with Lamar Jackson, he definitely um, helped level him up, so to speak. <laughs> I, I think though there's, I think there's so much that Lamar is capable of. Oh man. I, I just don't know right now with the, what I see out of the Raiders and their offensive plan that you would bring in Lamar, but I, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great quarterback I think he's going to have a ton of success with the Ravens, and I think they have a great thing working with them. But if you want to bring him into the the Raiders where you have solid running backs, I think that's part of why they have so many design runs is they just haven't had that running back in Baltimore that's been able to do it for him lately. Um, and so you have to kind of get Lamar to use his legs a lot more. But, yeah, I mean, oh, I, 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 would love, I would love to see it. it you right, know, no, it, let me you ask this. Yeah, but... Jalen Hurts. He's young. Yes, he's, he has changed. His <laughs> I think Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I think his mechanics has changed for the better. He's having a great bounce back year. I wasn't a fan. This year has kind of made me look at him a little more. I still think yeah. he's inconsistent, but I think the Eagles go as far as he goes. Would you take a young Jalen Hurts right now with this Raiders outside resources at wideout? Yes, I would. I, I just I like what I've seen out of Jalen Hurts. I think you could make him. Uh, work with whatever you put out there scheme-wise. I think he's got right now, you know, when you look at um, his wide receivers, he's had Smith who hasn't really been the model of consistency, but I would love to see what he would look like with somebody like Devontae Adams, uh, what that connection would look like. You saw what he did with Dallas Goddard yesterday and how he was able to get the ball to him and his tight end. Imagine that with Darren Waller. I, I like that. And you have a Miles Sanders type of running back. So, you know, that if you think of the pieces like the Raiders, like, hey, Josh Jacobs instead of Miles Sanders, Darren Waller instead of Dallas Goddard, and then you have, you know, Devonta Smith and um, Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jalen Hurts and this offense would be a Super Bowl winner. Now, let me ask you this. Um, it's interesting. He's also young, right? So you have that you have that longevity. You can give him a longer, you know, contract. Cars towards... He's still not old by any means, but he's at the back end of his deals. Yeah, uh, other guys. So look, AFC West, and I'll, and I'll get you out of here. I appreciate you so much. AFC West is is we know all four quarterbacks on paper are are, are big bag winning guys, right? They all got this big bag. They've all got this payday. Um, in the AFC West right now, you're starting at the Raiders. You cover the Raiders. You're starting up the Raiders. What quarterback out of these four do you take? Okay. Go ahead. Pick one. You got oh. the Raiders. Yeah, you pick a quarterback out of those four. Oh, any four. Any four in the NFL. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to list some. No, any four out of the AFC West. Out of the AFC West? Who would I take? I would take Mahomes. <laughs> or, oh, man, but there's Herbert, too. It's like, ah. <laughs> I'm going to leave Russell Wilson where he is, but, oh. Hey, I'm on record might, saying with the team with the team that the Raiders have and their existing components. Oh man, I mean, I think I would go Mahomes. Makes sense. I mean, either one. I don't think you could. I don't think you could be wrong with Mahomes or 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 Herbert. Uh, 
I picked Russell Wilson to be the damn MVP candidate and take Denver to the AFC title game. How bad does that look? I mean, that's how bad it <laughs> looks. Like, yeah. And I told you about this fucking MVP thing in the NFL. It is a popularity vote, whether it's good or bad, on or off the field. Let me break it down. Aaron Rodgers won the last two. Why? Because he's controversial off the field. Plus, we know he's the best ball spinner on it. Lamar Jackson that year was a popular guy. He came in ripping it, running around, freak of nature, all that shit. But we knew he wasn't going to win no real games. Anyone, guys that I know, guys that I know knew he wasn't going to win no meaningful playoff game. But they gave him the fucking MVP. Steve Nash beat Kobe Bryant twice for an MVP in the NBA. You don't think it's a popularity vote? You think Steve Nash deserved it over Kobe fucking Bryant? And then they played in the playoffs that same year? And Kobe fucking ripped his ass in a seven-game series and dominated him. But yet, Steve Nash got the fucking MVP. It is not the best. I'm just telling you. So, we're going to see the issues that you're going to see when Lamar Jackson faces a team other than the Jets, A, and B, when he can't stop throwing the football deep. Because if you ever see him throwing crossing routes or digs or curls or fucking even quick balls, he can't throw them. He can throw the ball deep, though. That's his comfort zone because he's used to loaded boxes, man-free, cover zero. Let's fucking let's fucking get everybody to, to bite in down the box and we'll throw over the top. That's what he can do. So why wouldn't they do that? That's what they do. That is, the- I got to get into this uh, playoff thing. Sorry about the delay. Uh, I had technical difficulties. It's raining like crazy out here. So uh, I'm going to break down a few things I have uh, in store for you. But what do I know? As you know, I love this segment. Um, I got to break this down. The Browns have dropped franchise legend Bernie Kosar for violating NFL betting rules for team employees. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but Kozar was hosted, uh, who hosted a pregame radio show, a bet 19 grand on the Browns to beat the Steelers on Sunday and was subsequently terminated. I'm confused as to why this happens in an organization who is so fucking high and mighty. I mean, I'm glad the Browns have great morals. I'm glad you guys have great standards, Cleveland. I know Bernie Kosar betting is the worst possible thing you guys have ever done in your fucking franchise, right? I mean, goddamn. Fuck Deshaun Watson. He's fine. Let's fire Bernie Kosar for betting. I'm fucking confused here. Bernie Kosar can't fucking bet as a fucking radio host? What in the fuck does that have to do with the fucking price of tea in China? I'm confused. I'm going to bet on the Browns as a radio host, former legend of your organization, who took you to two Brink Super Bowls, on the brink of winning, going to two Super Bowls, but yet. Let's give Deshaun Weirdo Watson 250. 
I, I mean, dog, it, it fucking blows my mind. It fucking blows my mind. I just, it blows my mind, dog. I just can't understand it. I don't understand it. Who are these weirdo fucks in here? Weirdo fuck talking about cum. You weird fuck. Um, man, I love my boy Chad giving me some great stats. And dad, I want to talk about a few things. I was just talking about the MVP. Um, the MVP race. Um, he. Let's get into the MVP race real quick. Right now, as it stands, Jalen Hurts missed the last few games. To me, it takes him out of it. I, I, I just don't. I don't believe in a rewarding motherfuckers who don't play meaningful games. He's missed the last whatever three games. You know, Lamar's out of it. Um, to me, it seems like it's down to Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. I don't think Herbert's going to squeeze in there. Um, but is there anyone else like Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, should be in the mix? It's like the Heisman. But can we stop giving out the re- awards before the actual season ends? Caleb Williams got the Heisman several weeks ago, loses to fucking Tulane, doesn't show up for the press conference, shitbird acts that he commits. And we give him the Heisman. But last night, I'm seeing in the chat and all over Twitter and everywhere else, that's why you shouldn't give the Heisman. And everyone thought Max Dugan was the Heisman candidate. So wait up. You're okay with Caleb Williams winning it, but Max Dugan, who takes a fucking pretty overachieving team to a natty, doesn't deserve it? It blows my mind how fucking dumb some of you are. Like, it blows my fucking mind how how fucking dumb some of you people are on social media. So Caleb Williams, fine, go lose a regular meaningless bowl game. But Max Dugan, by God, goes to the natty. He should have never been in the Heisman consideration. (laughs) Well, I can solve all the fucking problems. How about we give the Heisman out after the season? And I want to know right now, if you retook the vote, who votes for Stetson Bennett to be the Heisman Trophy winner? Just a question. I'm just asking a question. Who votes for C.J. Stroud to be the winner? Now, who votes for Bryce Young again after his performance to be the winner? Now we have a real meaningful vote. Let's stop voting for regular season awards. As you know, when it gets to nut crunching time, the cream rises to the top, and those are the guys I want to vote for to win awards that are meaningful. These are world, these are historic awards that are gonna last forever. I mean, you see the fucking commercials right now. MV, the, the Heisman Trophy commercials, a big-ass commercial on TV. They bring back all the former great Heisman winners, Eddie George, and you got all these different guys from back in the past, Charlie Ward, and you got fucking Manziel on there. You got all these guys that have won, Tim Brown, and all these guys on these commercials. This is historically lasting awards you give out. 
Caleb Williams, Baker Mayfield, fucking come on, man. This is these guys don't deserve these fucking awards. Let's wait till the season's over. If I was gonna pick right now, after watching last night's performance, which gives me a better understanding of watching Stetson Bennett in big time games, he's won two national titles. He's gonna go down probably as a top five winning quarterback in college history as far as just being that guy that's fucking always won under pressure i'd probably pick stetson bennett or cj stroud for his performance against georgia i would take both of those guys in the voting over caleb williams regular season meaningless fucking games and then he blows it against tulane i would take those guys over this guy and then bryce young's performance shows that he's nfl at least what we think is ready after his performance. I would take all those guys over Caleb Williams in the Heisman Trophy candidate, and I would take fucking Marvin Harrison Jr. over them as well after his performance before he gets hurt. And I just don't get why we're giving awards out before the actual meaningful games occur. So let me ask you something. Right now, as we sit, I want to I want to I want to break this down. Right now as we sit, the NFL passing leaders who we know the high, the NFL MVP is going to a quarterback. Mahomes sits at top, Herbert second, Tom Brady is third. Burrow is fifth. Josh Allen is seventh. Geno Smith is eighth. Jalen Hurts is 10th. Jalen Hurts hasn't even hit 4,000 yards, by the way. So I'm curious. A lot of his touchdowns are with his feet. Can't wait to ask Chase Sr. tomorrow. So right now, Patrick Mahomes, 52-50. Burrow, 44-75. Allen, 42-83. Jalen Hurts, 3,700. Kirk Cousins is fourth, by the way, at 4,500. And then Tom Brady's at third with 4,700 yards right behind Herbert. If Tom Brady were to make a run and go to a Super Bowl, would you not vote for him as the MVP at 46 years old? I'm just asking a question. I'm asking a question. If Joe Burrow makes a run and goes back to a Super Bowl, would you not vote for him to win the MVP? Or are you just going to give it to Mahomes because he's the flashy guy who throws fucking shovel passes in the red zone and we like to see this gimmicky shit and he's the guy everyone likes because he's on commercials. Is that what the MVP is? Or is Mahomes going to get beat down again by Burrow in the playoffs in a meaningful game and then we're going to still give him the fucking MVP? See, why can't we wait until the playoffs are over? Why can't we wait till the playoffs are over? I'm curious. Why is there such a why is that such a big deal? Um, I don't understand why that's such a big fucking deal. But it is what it is. Um it is what it is. Don't get it. Don't get it. Um Patrick has the best arm in the NFL. Uh no, he doesn't. <laughs> No, he doesn't. Sorry to tell you that again, that you're wrong. Uh, appreciate you for dropping your resume, but he does not have a strong enough. He doesn't have a stronger arm than Rogers. Sorry. It's not even close. Aaron Rodgers is still the strongest arm. 
Uh, he does not have a stronger arm than Josh Allen. Sorry. Uh, Josh Allen may have the strongest arm. And um, so I don't know where you got your information from, but you're wrong. Thank you for coming into the chat. Um, I got to give you this information, though, real fast. Odd years. Pete Carroll dominates odd years. He won a Super Bowl in 2013. By the way, 2013, he won a Super Bowl. Um, not saying that, that he's going to win a Super Bowl this year. I don't think that team is right, is is close. For him getting the playoffs is actually unbelievable. But I'm having weird fucking vibes. I'm telling you. And uh, everyone will talk that shit. I got them beating the Niners this weekend. I really do. Uh, I'm going to show you this stat. Here's Pete Carroll versus the San Francisco 49ers. That is quite impressive, people. Quite impressive. He gets it. He knows how to fucking figure this thing out with this particular team. If that right there isn't alarming, better wake up. Pete Carroll owns Shanahan, owns this organization, and he's got a Super Bowl. He gets it. He's going to fucking feast on this young quarterback, Purdy. I think he's going to feast on Purdy. I'm being honest here. I think Carroll's going to do some things and no one's going to think he's going to do. I have a weird vibe. I think the fucking Seattle Seahawks are going to beat the Niners this weekend. And I do, I think that Tom Brady owns the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, look at this. He owns the Dallas Cowboys. You got to start putting some of this into consideration. I'm not saying that this is continuing going to happen every single day, every single year. I'm not saying you're going to bet the house on this to Brady to win this weekend against the Cowboys, but damn, this right here you can't avoid. Tom Brady owns the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's bad in the playoffs. The Cowboys are bad on the road. The Cowboys don't win games in the playoffs on the road. Not since 92 have they won a road playoff game. So if you're a betting man, I'm rolling with Brady once again. And the Bucks to beat the Cowboys on the road. So, Carol stat that. You guys are all these statistical fucks now. You guys want these, you want to listen to all this statistical information. Well, here it is. Pete Carroll owns the Niners. Tom Brady owns the Cowboys. And if you're going to look into all this stuff, why not look into that? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, very interesting. I just wanted to show you a few things. Now, going back to Cliff Kingsbury and 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 him possibly going to bill a check and running the O in, in New England and all these things. I don't know how he got a head job, A. I don't believe he should have ever got a head coaching job in the NFL. He didn't even do great in college. But this is all who you know, not what you know, business and life and life. Okay. Um. But for you to fire this guy, who we all knew it was inevitable, it was happening, you were going to get fired. We knew you were getting fired. You, we knew you were the sacrificial lamb 
uh, in this scenario. Having said that, giving the car keys to Kyler Murray's mental midget ass is something that I just can't fathom. And it disgusts me as a coach, as a former coach, player, having guys in the league, talking to certain people like Larry Fitzgerald uh, on a golf course that, 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 that proved to me that this kid is a shitbird cancer. How are we giving Kyler Murray input on the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? That is what I don't get. Her, Michael Bidwell. Ownership himself. I'm curious how you're going to give a guy who plays video games input on the next head coaching hire of the Arizona Cardinals. That is why, that is what I don't get. Why are we giving so much credit to a guy that we had to put stipulations in his contract that he had to fucking watch film? Like, I don't understand. This is who you're going to allow to have input on who you pick as your head coach? How'd that work out in New Jersey with the Nets? Brooklyn, whatever. How'd that work out when we're going to pick Steve Nash as the head coach? I'm going to let, we're going to let Kyrie Irving, who's a fucking shitbird, KD, who's a fucking clout chaser, and James Harden, who is a fucking shitbird, fucking cop-out, soft, fucking transfer portal-esque player, pick the head coach. And then guess what happens? You also get to fire the head coach. And so when we give the keys to the car to these young kids who don't know what the fuck they're doing, I don't care. These guys are 30-plus or whatever now in regards to the Brooklyn Nets. They folded that program for two years under the assumption that we're going to be able to control this narrative. And then you start wanting to fire Steve Nash. So you're going to let Kyler Murray, who could be even a bigger shitbird than Kyrie, we don't really know yet, pick your next head coach. So what? He can control the narrative and do what he wants and then show up when he wants and watch film when he wants. And, dog, who's going to play in that organization? Who wants to play for that organization with a guy who's not fully invested is the quarterback captain of your team? Who wants to play there? You don't think J.J. Watt's trying to get out of there? He just has a lot of fucking class and is like, you know what? Instead of demanding a trade and asking to get released, I'm just going to retire. And then when I retire, I'll figure out if I want to play again. But I want the fuck out of here. And I'm just telling you, that's what's happening here. And Larry Fitzgerald retired because of this shit, Bird. He wants out. And it's clear and evident and I don't know, man. That's just what I hear. That's what I hear. I heard D. Hopkins once out. I heard Connor once out. I heard everybody once out because we're in a transfer portal era. We're in a transfer portal era, dog. Aren't we in a transfer portal era? Isn't this a transfer portal era? Don't you think these guys were playing in the transfer portal era? Some of them, that's what they want. They want to demand a trade and get out because they can, because it's a player-driven league and we've given the car keys to the player and now they control the narrative. And coaching will never be the same. You'll get a bunch of the stat dat 
accountants roaming the sidelines like the weirdo fuck in Miami, like Staley in, in L.A. for the Chargers, and all these guys. If you haven't noticed the common theme, the Bill Cowers and Bill Parcells of the world and the JBs of the world no longer roam sidelines. You're down to the very last few. Mike Tomlins, Andy Reid's, Belichick's. You're down Harbaugh. You're down to the last few guys. Pete Carroll, you're down to the last few guys that actually use common sense when calling football plays. Vrabel, MDC's old school and all that, but he hasn't been proven as a winning coach. But I like his demeanor, right? We like his demeanor. We like how he demean his demeanor on the show. So all having all those said all those things um yeah i said mdc damn camel um who knows man i don't know jesse bowles hey show does suck appreciate you suck it easy don't let the door hit you on the way out home boy um he see we got dick riders who come in here they, they, they're trolls. They have no following. They have no picture. Nobody, you know, they're fake. We already know. But they literally are somebody that comes in here just to say, this show sucks. I'm out. <laughs> hey, I love it. Um, how is Jeff Saturday working out for me, Bruce? I don't, I don't get your question. I don't understand what you mean. I don't understand your question. How is Jeff Saturday working out for me? I don't know. I, I said he should have never been hired. I don't get what your question is. I don't get your question. So I'm curious. I'm curious on your question. Of course. We got all the non-members who talk shit. By the way, we're going to start this a Discord up so we can have a chat. Um, and uh, we're going to create a membership uh, for that. Um, just a dollar uh, more, $2.99 a month. For our Discord and our uh, JB Army, we're gonna create a name. I'm gonna do a poll tomorrow to get a name for all the loyal fan base community members that are in this chat every single day. I can't thank you guys enough. That's why I'm gonna do trivia questions every other day to give out free merch and hoodies and so forth. We'll do it every other day because I gotta pay for that shit, my damn self. So we'll do it every other day. We're gonna do a trivia question and so on and so forth. So, um, I wanted to bring that up. All right. I wanted to bring that up. Um, I do have a trivia question. So if any members want to call in, I'm going to drop the, uh, I'm going to drop the chat in the, uh, in the, I'm going to drop the link in the chat right here. All right. I'm going to drop the link in the chat. I've heard that rumors of uh, coach day being the next head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. I do not think the Arizona Cardinals are that dumb to hire another college football coach as the head coach. I've heard Lincoln Riley. I've heard, dog, all that is is another Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Day and Lincoln Riley are another Cliff Kingsbury hire. The Cardinals ain't doing that again. If they did that again, dog, the owner should be castrated. This should be castrated. There's no way. Well, I ain't coaching anytime soon, Sugar Tay reacts. So... I guess you won't be a member. It is what it is. But I'm telling you this much. I don't have uh, 
scabs on my knees because I don't really kiss ass. I'm not really going to beg you to become one. <laughs> um, oh, God damn, we got a lot of dick riders in here today. Um, the chat is in, the link is in the chat. Uh, if you, I got a trivia question. First caller, you call in. If you get the trivia right, you get a hoodie. Um, if you don't call in, well, it is what it is. Um, panda girl, panda, panda. I love you, panda girl. I appreciate you call, uh, coming in. You should become a member. It's only $1.99. You know you're going to go to Starbucks today. Hey, can we all stop staying Starbies? Please, Lucy, please start the revolution. I want to stop saying Starbies. I want to stop seeing it. I want to stop seeing sus. Don't say sus to me. If you say sus to me, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. What the fuck is sus mean? It's suspect, coach. Well, fucking say suspect. I'm tired of hearing sus. I don't want to hear fucking Starbies. Who the fuck is Starbies? I want to know what Starbies is. Hey, Gabriel, here we go. What's up, coach? You delivering the motherfucking mail today, homie? Yeah, rain or shine. Where you at? La Puente? Yeah. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah, let's go. Give me Cliff Kingsbury's college head coaching record. Hey. I'll, give you, sure. I'll, give you two guess, I'll give you two guesses. All right. Uh, 37 and 15. Oh, no. Probably like 20 and 25. Not a bad guess. You got to go higher on both sides. Mm, let's go 35 and 31. Ah, nope. He's a he's a loser in college, by the way. Uh, but nope. If so, uh, Sean Waffle, Sean Waffle, Cliff Kingsbury's overall college head coaching record as a head coach. I gave you two guesses. As a head coach, right? Yep. 35 and 40. Nope, close, close. You got to come down on the losses. I mean, you got to come down on the wins and down on the losses. 34 and 39. Nope, he's 28 and 37. Hey, uh, how did he get a head job if he never even can win in college? I think I was using the t – I, I swear to God he was 35 and 40 at Texas Tech. Nah, 28 and 37. Um, he has one tie as well. Um, that – oh, because you are right. You are right. You are right. Because he was he, – dude, he was one in five against K-State. Yeah, yeah. You are right at Texas Tech. I was wrong with the question. I was trying to ask his overall head coaching record um, overall. He's 28 and 37. Because I can't remember who he who was a head coach besides Texas Tech and Arizona. Yeah, no. Where he, else? Where he, else did the guy coach at? He was a he was a he was a he was a GA and a and a uh, and you remember he took the USC OC job before Arizona hired him. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So he took the OC job. Uh, but what your question was for head coach only, right? As a college coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was talking about Texas Tech. I was wrong. You're right, thirty-five and forty. So you're gonna get a hoodie. Uh, overall, with the with the Cardinals, he's twenty-eight and thirty-seven. 
Yeah, that's brutal. He should have never been hired. And this this Bidwill cat, I don't understand his – I don't understand anything about him other than he's rich as shit. Um, I don't understand his criteria and rationale for hiring these clowns. And somebody needs to send him a memo that that organization is going in the wrong direction. I don't understand. A lot of these guys. What about the guy in Houston, though? He's bad, too. I mean, what you you brought up a great point a couple weeks ago is all these lower tier organizations that have bad records always seem to want to jump at, well, we got a bad record, so we got to draft a quarterback. Well, I, I agree with your point about building around the kid from Stanford. I think he's good, and I think you can build around him. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Here, here's a real quick rundown of uh, Kingsbury's uh, coaching career. As it, He was in Houston in 08-09 as offensive quality control, and then he was a co-OC and quarterbacks coach at Houston, and then he went to A&M as OC quarterbacks coach in 12 and then Texas Tech head coach 13, and then 13 to 18, and then from 19 to 22, he's been in Cardinals. So that is his entire – coaching career what's up jeremiah hey coach how are you what's up jeremiah hey sean yeah i was gonna say i know uh i heard the rumors about king kingsbury going to the uh patriots but you, i don't know if you saw this it didn't get reported a lot but like the reason that belichick didn't name an offensive coordinator is because patricia was still owed four million from the lions and if he took it actual like coordinator position they would have had to pay that money back so belichick did him a solid by not naming him the coordinator i know joe judge helped to it look as a new york giants fan we know how good uh joe judge was as a head coach he was a fucking absolute abject failure but that being said special teams coaches have done i was gonna ask you because you were talking about the cardinals real quick to get back on the kyler thing so obviously the owner is ride or die with uh kyler and I'm sure that has a lot to do with the GM, Steve Kime. Do you think, though, I mean, like Patrick Peterson's come out and said he's probably one of the best Cardinals to play in the last 10 years there, right? I know he plays for the Vikings now. Um, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald might be the greatest Arizona Cardinal of all time. All these – and you talk to him. I, I, I could only imagine what he said to you on the golf course to be a fly on your, your golf bag to hear that conversation – I, I can just guarantee what was said about him. It is quite – it's obvious to NFL, like layman NFL fans, that he can't read a defense and, and, and that he's survived only by his athletic ability. And I know you get panned for this take all the time that these guys can't play, like Lamar and the kid in Chicago, Justin Fields. But look what happened this year. You were proven right so many times because – they can't stay on the field because they are playing running back. In, in this league, it's too fast, too quick. It's not – you don't want these kids to do well. It's that they don't know the position, and you know this because you played the position. People don't understand that. They're not listening. They think you're just making this crazy hot take, but you actually back it with facts. I just don't get, like, why in the shit? Yeah, right, what do you know? But why are they – I mean, I get the owner maybe like Steve 
I get the GM backing him because he drafted Rosen, then the next year turned around and and drafted Murley because he knew Rosen wasn't the guy. And I actually give the guy a lot of credit for doing that. And Steve Kine, the general manager of Arizona. But I just wonder why in the fuck are we not saying now this guy isn't the guy? He can't do it. Kyler Murray. We got to move on. I'm telling you right now why, Jeremy. They are waiting for me to be wrong one time. So everybody on social media, you're wrong. That shit aged well. But you never told me I'm right 38 other times. Yeah. By the way, Kyle Shanahan's produced four wins out of 12 against Pete Carroll. And two of those four are this year. So can he beat Pete Carroll three in a row? That is, I'm telling you guys, I would would err on the side of caution on your guys' betting. Um, If I was a better... I ain't betting against Pete Carroll to lose three in a row in the same season. Hey, Coach, look at the records, period, in divisional games where they play three times. The Giants, the year we won the Super Bowl uh, in 07, the Cowboys owned us. We played them the third time in the playoffs, and I have that game. I went back and watched it. The Cowboys were basically on their half of the field the second half of the game, but because Jason Garrett refused to run the ball, they would not beat us, and they didn't. Because we had we had all those pass rushers. He played right into our hands. Uh, I, I'm not going to say the 49ers are going to lose to the Seahawks only because the C- I watch a lot of the Seahawks games. That's what we get here in Alaska. Uh, and I love Pete Carroll, and I'm with you. I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Their defense, though, worries me a little bit. And the 49ers are great everywhere except for maybe the quarterback position. But that is a very important position. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just would be a little bit. I would not bet that game at all. A divisional game in the playoffs. I played three times this year. uh, And I really like that Walker kid, man. If he's healthy and he can go in there and Pete can control the, they can control the ball. The problem with Seattle that I worry about them is their defense has not been able to stop. It's very many teams. And then outside of DK and Kenneth Walker, who do you like offensively from them? I, I Tyler think that, Lockett's good. Yeah, yeah, Lockett. Is he healthy? I thought he was out. I think him. he's back. I think he's uh, yeah, healed from his broken bad. finger. They're both yeah. I like it. They got two draft picks in the first round next year. Oh, yeah. I, I would love for them to keep Geno and go get you a big-time tight end in a trade or draft one. I, well, think, I think that fan kid, doesn't he have – I think, yeah, I think Noah Fant's done pretty well. Yeah, he is. I don't know, but Gene, but he's not the guy. Like, but see, the thing is, these good teams right now—they all have multiple tight end sets that are very, very both good pass receivers. You got the dominant guy in Kelsey, and then you got the guy, the other kid that comes in, who's a young kid, who's an athletic Waller type. You have the same situation in in Baltimore uh, with the Quickly kid or whatever his name is uh, after Andrews, and then you got the kid that's in. Um, you got the kid, the big-time tight end that's in um, – who's the other big-time? Waller, and who's the other kid they got? He's not really even a tight end, by the way. Um, oh, but, I know you're talking – yeah, number 47. Yeah. Yeah, they help with Kittle right now. Uh, they put – what's his name there? Um, Are you talking about check? They put check in there, but he's really – Yeah, he's fullback also, yeah. yeah. Fullback, tight end, trade guy. He's a, he's a, he's a versatile back that, that – He's a Harvard grad. Yeah, he's a hybrid. He, Shanahan uses them, but you got to have another guy in Seattle to help out when you start to get double teaming Metcalf and Lockett. And now I don't know if Noah Fant's the guy that he was in Denver. I don't know if he's still that guy. I think he's okay. I think they still have Will Disley, don't they? Yeah, they have Disley. Yeah, 
Will Smith is not a big time guy. I think he's more of a, you know, guy to come in and fucking uh, spare a guy, spell a guy. But I don't know if he's the guy. Um, I don't I, think he's a great blocker, but he's pretty. He's not. He's not a bad receiver. Yeah, they need a Kittle. They need a Kittle. They need a Kelsey. They need somebody that's big time. I, I would wait and go after that Georgia tight end. Which one? Both of them are going to be in the NFL, I think. Number but 19. Bowers is different. Yeah. Bowers is different. He's yeah, the Bowers. kid from Napa Valley. Bowers was a freak last year. Yeah, last year. And he's still got another year of college. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like that slide. I think they have, like, the, the number – number what? What's their picks? Number two or three and then number 12? No, they got five and 20. I thought they were higher than 20 on yeah, the second made, pick. And they made the playoffs. Or maybe – I thought they were maybe the 14. The I don't playoffs. know. And they have a very, very uh, – I mean, I know Pete Carroll's worried about this year, but they have a hell of an offseason to tackle because they got to figure out, are we going after a Q or are we going after um, – some defensive linemen? Are we going after some backers to replace Wagner? Are we going after some big-time safeties? Who are we going after in this offseason? Because we can build this team that's pretty damn well put together right now uh, with a few more big-time pieces. And I think Seattle, I, as a player, as a player, I'm going to pick a Seattle in free agency over in Arizona, over a Houston, over a, a Green Bay probably right now over some of these teams, and uh, they're in a good situation, I, I think. Well, Coach, look at the two two players that from this laugh draft. If you hit on these late draft picks, Wooten was like a fourth-round pick. He had like six or seven interceptions for them. Incredible. And then Three. Kenneth Walker third dominated when he finally got in the game. I mean, I had him in fantasy. I won that championship because, it like, he got me through the doldrums of the NFL season because of him. He, he, he tore it up. So I, I got to say, like, those late if you hit on those late-round picks in the NFL today, you, uh, the job that Pete Carroll has done, you are 100% right. People need to look. That's going to a master class in, like, drafting and developing and getting the right players to make an instant impact. And it seems like he has done a consistent job of that. And now that they got some more picks and they've gotten rid of <laughs> – I don't know what the deal is with Russell Wilson. I was with you too, man. I thought with that defense in Denver, they were going to be so formidable. Um, they were third last year. I don't know what they ended up being this year. Boy, they seemed really good. Them and the Jets both. They're boy. I have never gotten to talk to Matt because you don't take calls when he's on. But I wonder how he feels, man. If they had a decent quarterback, that like they they would have been. I mean, the Mormon milf hunter just wasn't it, I guess. You know, yeah. I, I like I Mike White. Off on him, by the I way. like Mike White. I like White. Yeah. They get Brees Hall back next year, man. I swear that guy's going to be a closer. He's a, I think if he was healthy all year, they could have won one or two more games and got into the playoffs. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that, Sean. He was a big factor. But I worry about a running back that already has, starts having injury problems in the NFL. It's just like it usually never works out well for him. You know, so yeah. Um, who's not everybody's Adrian Peterson? Before we get out of here, who's your guys' coach of the year? NFL. Oh, it's it, for me. It's Dayball. That Giants team has no fucking talent on the roster at all on the offensive side of the ball outside of Saquon. I mean, seriously, the, they they have practice squad wide receivers. Richie James leading their team. And that team has no business being in the playoffs. I thought 
seven and ten was a would have been a great year for him. And and they and if they would have went five hundred in the division, we won one division game and tied one. We would have been a, like eleven and five or whatever. How many games they play now? It's like ridiculous. But uh, you know, to make the playoffs, like uh, to me, I think it's Dayball. I mean, I would not have a problem with Pete Carroll getting it either. Um, I don't That's know my you- pick, Pete Carroll, just because. He had to break in a new quarterback. Not a new quarterback. He would I mean Gino was already on the roster, but this is his first year starting where Daniel Jones was starting last year. But he had to – obviously, Jones had to take on a new offensive system with Dayball. But I got Pete Carroll just by a smidgen over Dayball. Wow. They both made the playoffs, so you can't go wrong. Exactly. Hey, you got a lot of good ones out there. Zach Taylor's in my mix. Doug Peterson. Uh, Tomlin. Uh, there's some good ones out there that I don't know. I don't, I'm not ready to, I'm going to make mine on Friday, but it's going to be interesting. I got Pete in there. I mean, I say, I say Pete Carroll also because he lost Russell Wilson. He lost Bobby Wagner. He had to find a way to replace those guys and compensate for those guys. And they still made the playoffs. That's coaching. I, I think the Giants were more handicapped than the Seahawks were offensively. I think if you put DK Metcalf and Kenneth Walker on the Giants, now I'm not saying Saquon Walker, they probably, but I, I'll say this, uh, Mike Tomlin, the job he did, uh, that guy is the best coach in the NFL right now. That includes Belichick. I think this season was probably his best coaching season ever. I think he constantly gets disrespected. I think ESPN put out a top 10. He wasn't on it. Are you fucking kidding me? That guy is an incredible coach. Uh, he's definitely the coach I'd want to play for in the NFL. Uh, I, I just don't understand how he's not constantly, but I know he hasn't won the Super Bowls that some of these guys have, but he's still, he's been to two and he's won one. And I don't know, man, like, I just think, and they, at every year they find some wide receiver in the like fourth or fifth round that ends up being a baller. Uh, he could definitely, they didn't make the playoffs, but, that their offensive roster wasn't very gifted either. Like I know that they Steelers fans love Firemuth and that were a wide receiver they got from George is pretty solid, but like they yeah, have George Pickens of, is a freak. Well, they had tons of injuries too. Like if you just and they still made the playoffs. It's nah, like, hey, but I was looking at some stats. You know the Steelers are still only nineteen and nineteen and one in their last thirty nine games. So they, they people. If you look, they're, they're seven. They uh, the Steelers seven and two finish um, coincided with T.J. Watt returning to the Steelers lineup. Yeah, that's helpful for sure. And I don't know, man. I would have liked them to be in the playoffs over Miami, though. I I, I think Miami's just a team that got in on, on on because of what they when they went on that winning streak. Because other than that, uh, they're bad team without a quarterback well coach you were on this but from the get-go about mcdaniels and nothing against the guy i i like him i i, I think he's a great offensive mind but the, statistically they actually have a were better under flores last year they just had the big plays this year and and i just think honestly they beat buffalo buffalo kind of handed them that game you you called josh allen out for missing a throw he a lot of good quarterbacks are going to make in that game uh Right on the goal line, he threw that ball behind the receiver. It's picked. It's pick six. That was the difference in that game. Um, I, I don't trust. I'll tell you what. I, I'm starting to think Josh Allen is Dak Prescott in, in Chiefs clothing just because 
he's thrown a lot of picks in the red zone. And I, I know that's Bill's mafia, this story, like, Hey, I, I would, nothing would make me happier to see that team for those fans win the Super Bowl because they have such a deserving fan base. Sean Waffles like I'm a Vikings fan. Give me a break, man. <laughs> We're beating Tell the you Vikings. What, man. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson picked his ass off twice in the red zone back in October. Yeah, that was so. a, that was the best game of the year, by the way, Sean. I think that Vikings Bills game. But I'll tell you what, I don't trust the Vikings, and I think the Giants are going to beat them. We should have beat them. We could have beat them in in Minnesota the last time we played them. And anytime you play a team twice, that's my hot take. That's the that's the game I will bet. Uh, if I could bet in Alaska, we can't bet in Alaska yet. But Ed Ed Donna Ed Donatel can't hold Mike Zimmer's jock. Yeah, uh, yeah, your defense is nothing compared to us. Mike Zimmer is a hell of a DC man. Yeah. Probably one of the uh, he's a great, great coach. Great yeah, coach. Yeah. I like I like their head coach though. I don't. I think that McConnell. It's is it O'Connell? McConnell. Yeah, McConnell. McConnell. He did a good job. I. I Minnesota was yeah, definitely- he, should, he should get consideration for coach of the year, no doubt about it. He's yeah. a first year rookie head coach in the NFL. It's not easy. And uh, you know, they're the team that, that has been outscored with a winning record. First time, I think, in the history of football. Um, which is crazy how you're outscored overall and still have that good of a record. Um, so nobody really believes in them. Like I think it can go either way this weekend. I think they can get a win because yeah. Kirk Cousins will play kind of stress-free, but I don't believe in Kirk Cousins in the long run. So I don't know. Um, yeah, It's, it's at either. home, but do the Giants have anyone that can shut down Jefferson? Well, with McKinney, Xavier McKinney coming back off the IR, he got hurt on the bye week. That helped us. I, I like our safeties. Uh, I, I'm not saying there's any corner, but look, I think uh, Zaire Alexander gave the playbook on how to get in Justin Jefferson's head because he, he, the Packers could not stop a lot of teams on the pass, but he got like he got under his skin. So, and I don't think he out physical them or was a better physical player than him. But it just felt like Justin. That was the game. Like I know JB said Justin Jefferson could have got MVP consideration. That was the game that I was like, nah, he can now because they should have beat the Packers. They were a much more talented team than the Packers, especially offensive side of the ball. And, and um, you know. Definitely I, offense. Packers yeah. got a lot of talent on defense, though. I was going to say, yeah. I, I want Dayball to win because he's a rookie head coach. But I will say, I think, Coach, you said it earlier, I think that D- uh, Doug Peterson's going to get it because I think that Jacksonville job also is going unnoticed. And they made the playoffs. Yeah, so like you as well. I mean, yeah, all three of them at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, coach of the year has to be picked at the end of the season. I think you don't have to win the Super Bowl necessarily, but I think coach of the year should start going to guys who fucking deserving, not guys that are a uh, fan favorite. So, hey, I'm gonna get out of here, guys. I appreciate you calling in, and I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. I'll be on Last Chance Q tonight with Sean Salisbury. We're gonna break down some uh, Patrick Mahomes since Kansas City loves me so much today. <laughs> all right, coach. Appreciate it. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Uh, appreciate everybody calling in. Um, hey, pound the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. The Discord will be coming out uh, at the end of the week or next early next week. Uh, $2.99 is going to be the membership fee. Um, you know me. I don't try to milk nobody. I just want it to be fair and honest, and I love you guys for always being here and loyal. So I appreciate you guys coming on in here and uh, like you do every day. 
Uh, appreciate everybody helping me out with the stat dats and uh, my good friend uh, Chad and uh, Mr. Hadley for helping me out with certain things on the stat side. It's great to get some information while I'm running the show by myself because I'm a one-man band. And I appreciate Derek for helping me out doing videos in the back that you don't know about. And uh, if anyone wants to intern, it is going to be free. Just throwing that out there. Uh, You guys better understand. We need some good interns that know how to do fucking video editing because we're about to blow this thing up. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you tonight on Last Chance Q live, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Sean Salisbury and I are going to break down some film, have some real talk banter. And uh, it's always good to watch uh, Sean and I break down some fucking football and some quarterbacks. And that's what we're going to do tonight at 5 o'clock. So hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I appreciate all you guys for joining here. We had 700 plus people in here this morning. Much love to you all. And uh, to all a good day. I'll check you out tomorrow. Peace.